This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the podcast. The podcast is presented by HHA Sports, single pin sights for your bow and arrows. And they have a lifetime warranty. <laughs> All of your bow and arrows. They're straight out of Wisconsin. If you've been wanting to get a single pin sight for your bows and arrows, HHAsports.com. I'm shooting the Tetra right now. I've shot the Kingpin. I like them both. The Tetra is the more budget friendly option. You're shooting the Tetra, Steve? Uh, and the Kingpin currently. I and the Kingpin. I got a and dual setup going. The Virtus uh, drop away rest is awesome. Um, use code WCB15. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Scent Crusher. And I just did a cool live interview deal with Dan Drake from Scent Crusher a couple Seen weeks that. ago. That was fun. I was honored that they had me. They even put special guests, which they're just Aww. buttering my biscuits a little bit. Damn. But I do like, uh, I do love Scent Crusher. The gear bag, we're living out of those things right now. It's prime time in the woods, so those Scent Crushers are working overtime for prime time, and that uh, it can just be that little edge you need to get on a get on a win on a buck. Also brought to you by North American Whitetail Championship. Use code WCB25. Not even 100% sure if you can still enter in that tournament right now or not. <laughs> um, but you could win 50 grand by killing a buck, which you're going to do anyway. There you go. Um, also, Thermoseat. Uh, the seats on the Lone Wolf Custom Gear seats are Thermoseats, I found out, which I was like, they seem similar, but yeah, cool, they are. So nice. quality there. Um, Thermoseat, good people. Really proud to be a part of that um, hunting Americana type uh, family. So we we love the uh, – I'm showing you where we're at. Oh, I see. So, yeah, thermal seat, check them out. All right. Also, uh, Victory Archery, we're all shooting the RIP TKOs. Great arrows. Over I really there. like that arrow a lot. I man. think we've shot that arrow two years in a row, and that's kind of you know, saying something. I've mm-hmm. I've had nothing Oh, this but. is my third year. I switched halfway through a season from a different arrow brand. Yeah, you did. I think I was shooting Vaps at that point. But, yeah, that, that came back to the RIP TKO, which is – Right in the middle of uh, different arrows I've shot, and I'm I'm a big fan of it. So, if, dude, uh, I've been burning through victory arrows this year, just like shooting stuff, which uh, that's fun. That's a fun part. There you go. Uh, also, want to get to uh, can cooker here, which I I got I got something oh, special for you guys. So I got to bust the can cooker back out. Um, 
because I need more excuses to try just different stuff. I'm going to, I don't know. I, I got some ideas. I'm going to flirt around with some stuff. I'll, I liked, I did wings once. I got to do it again. Well, I got something for you. Let's hear it, Don. I hear what it is. Yeah. Guys, this, uh, this recipe is, uh, I'm, I'm going to read the ingredients and I want you to guess what it is. Okay. So the ingredients you're going to start with is one sleeve of graham crackers, smashed, four teaspoons, or TBSP, teaspoons, tablespoons, <laughs> butter, melted. I would just throw the whole stick in there. Uh, half a cup of old-fashioned oatmeal, three gala apples, two Granny Smith apples, half a cup of brown sugar, three tablespoons of sugar, one teaspoon of cinnamon, three small loaf pans, 16 ounces of water. What do you think that sounds like? Sounds like a delicious fall treat. It, is it sounds like the basic bitches of our land are coming <laughs> running for that. <laughs> and is. I'm right with them because <laughs> I love that stuff. It is uh, it is their apple crisp recipe. Now, here's how you're going to cook it. And this is really quick, so just listen along. <laughs> so if uh, if you're going to listen and you're trying cooking along, go back and pause that. Go get the ingredients. And uh, here's what you're going to do. All right. Got your ingredients? They'll just have to cook it later. They're not going to yeah. listen. Yeah, probably not. In a medium bowl, combine smashed graham crackers, oatmeal, and melted butter. Stir until graham crackers look wet and are clumpy to make the cracker crust. From the cracker crust at the bottom of the pan, uh, put it there and set it aside. Peel and core and cut uh, into one-quarter inch strips some of the apples. In a medium mixing bowl, place apples, sugar, cinnamon, and brown sugar. Stir mm. all the ingredients together until mm. coated evenly. Yeah. Place apple filling into loaf pans on top of cracker crust and coat with any remaining cracker crust. That looks oh, good. Man. In any size can cooker. So here's the here's the kicker. You can get the jumbo can cooker, which we all have, or that smaller can cooker, mm-hmm. which I'm a single guy. I should have that one, but I'm a bigger guy, so I got the bigger one. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, double down, right? So, yeah, it doesn't matter what size can cooker you have. And also, you do want to get the stainless rack if you're going to do this, which they sell with it, and you're going to want that anyway. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful tool to have for that you don't want that yeah there's a two-piece steel rack at the bottom of the cooker pour the water in cook on a medium low heat using a multi-fuel burner stove or any other heat source so if you're a billy badass and you can go ahead and do that on open flame let steam place loaf pans on rack and steam for 15 to 20 minutes remove can cooker and let stand for 10 to 15 minutes to cool and enjoy so i'm telling you the prep time's probably going to take longer than the actual cooking itself and hopefully the uh eating time is way less than that it sounds good thank you for that monthly can cooker recipe steve oh yeah i'm sure everyone at home will try that this weekend they better after their deer camp (laughs) i hope so and uh just your wives do it or your boyfriend whatever whatever you do i don't know i don't know what you guys how your relationship works (laughs) yeah we don't care (laughs) podcast also brought to you by elite archery check out the cure the ultimate tunability on a bow. Really, though. It really is. Dude. Um, check out a few episodes ago. We had Darren Christianberry and Larry McCoy break it down. I can't not look at the Elite logo and not see that deer track anymore. How long did we look at that? In? I don't know. It, let us know. Send us a... It hurts my soul. Yeah, let us know about. if you guys seen that. Because uh, Jeff Southall is like, oh, I always knew it was there. I'm like, well, you're a graphic designer. You don't count. <laughs> but let us know. Uh, go to our uh, Facebook. Email us. Uh, working Class Bow Hunter. I can't unsee it. And, and you know what I mean? Bro. That's a perfect example on... Normally, I think like deer hooves are corny; they're just kind of overplayed and kind of Walmartish. Yeah, like that is the best example on how to do it correctly. I'm gonna start looking at every other dude. I think there's a deer logo in a uh, in a gun manufacturer. I don't know, maybe, but I'm gonna get those deer track <laughs> stickers that go across my back window. <laughs> sick, dude. <laughs> sick. I'm gonna hopefully I get to get a chick who has the uh, deer hoof tattoo. Oh, dude, yeah. <sighs> I met a chick like that once. Did you? Yeah, dude. Walmart. Um, the podcast is also brought to you by Lone Wolf Custom Gear. LoneWolfCustomGear.com. Use code WCB. That is LoneWolfCustomGear.com. 
code WCB works on everything in their store. Um, and by golly, man, I murdered a deer last weekend with my stand. Not like physically with the stand, but I was in <laughs> yeah. it when I shot a deer out with my bow. And that podcast is coming. But it, it's one of those things. I got my stand later because I told them guys like, hey, get them to the customers because just the demand for it. And they, it, they kind of blew them out of the water. But anyway, so I had my sticks, got everything rocking a little later. And it's going to be deadly. I killed my buck, went right in for a hang and bang that afternoon. It's, uh, it's a game changer, man. You know, I, I saw a picture of uh, Cody shared of the new saddle platform, and I kind of want to try that, to be honest with you. Ambush. Yeah, it's sweet, man. Kind of want I was like, dude, that would be helpful, especially in the situation I've got brewing, uh, which we'll talk about maybe in a future episode. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Big Time. Uh, we have, <coughs> excuse me, I have a last stand plot, and that's really all I can use in Illinois with Big Time. But Eric and Doug, um, after season, they use their supplemental um, 30 out six, <clears throat> excuse me. And they get to do that and enjoy that for their trail cams and us in Illinois over here where we can't, uh, but check out big time. Also Hunter's blend coffee. And I can't remember our code for Hunter's blend coffee, working class. I think working class. I don't know, man. Just, just, uh, Reach out to uh, Hunter's Blend. They're on Instagram, Facebook, and be like, "Hey, what's your code? That's on the W Working Class Bowhunter podcast." Because if they if they know there's a code, then they're like, "Obviously, that's, these guys are listening." That's a great hunting camp coffee, man. My dad stayed over last weekend, and I just made a pot every morning, and I filled up my portable Yeti with the seal lid, and then my tumbler. Oh yeah, and then my dad would fill up his, and we'd go out. It's just good when you come back, especially after I killed my buck, and I was like. Could use a little boost, <laughs> dude. It was right there, and hot. by the time you killed your deer, you are. It was like, oh, cool. It's perfect time for coffee because it's still morning. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, let's get to the episode. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Paul Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. It's really, really not that good. Hey guys, it's time for another splendid episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at, eh, wherever the address is, the beautiful Bucketorium, wonderful New Windsor, Illinois. It's so weird trying to say that, but, uh... We are the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, episode number 332. I'm Steve. There's Kurt. What's going on? And in the studio tonight, this is going to be a cool episode. Next to me is Austin Chandler. What's up, guys? Ross Bigger. What's happening? Uh, a guy I'm pretty sure is a cop with the name like Bill Moretti. What's up, man? What's up, dude? <laughs> How we doing? Team Hang and Bang. Team Hang and Bang. Team and Hang you guys are uh, on this episode, but the special guest of the evening is my future ex-wife. And I'm going to enjoy the times that we're married, but I'm going to enjoy that divorce even more. Allison... Rousher from Wisconsin. Allison. Hey. How's it going? 
<laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. To the new studio. I know, it's crazy. Hey, you were the second guest in the new studio. Yes, I yeah. feel extremely honored. Mark Reif beat you to the punch. Yeah, well, yeah, that's to be expected. <laughs> it's Mark, so. But here's the difference between the last episode you did, which got overshadowed by the phrase, blended Bloody Mary. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's the only thing anybody, like anybody that listens to your podcast. Yeah, knows that's like are. one of the most inside jokes on our show, and mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yeah, I'm welcome. pretty sure it's probably my fault, but Steve is the guy who he swings that way. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, so the difference between then and now is you're way cooler now than you were then. Oh, 100. percent But okay. I don't even like. I don't think I'm even that cool now. But you're cooler now than you were then. Maybe you're not that cool, but you're cooler now than you yeah. were in the last episode. I would hope so. Okay, we're on the same. Plane. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay, cool. Yeah, just check it. Just check <laughs> So, Steve has. All right. Let, should Steve do his veteran shout out first or the new segment first? Because his new segment survived. <laughs> new segment. My, you do my opinion. You want to do that one first? Well, then you better be prepared because you have to do the music because uh, Doug and Eric are hunting. And hey, well, uh, I hey, thought it was like recorded. What if we just. No, we, uh, we've been freestyling that. Been, dude. <laughs> I can't. I can't cla- follow up with that. Okay, because that is true. We should do the veteran segment after. That way, the episode starts off after your new segment on the right foot. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll do that. All right. Why don't you guys give me some? Uh, why don't you guys give me some music? Uh, you, start from the top. You want me to do the classic? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Austin, I need you to give me like the bum 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 bum. Play the bass. Bum, that's the music. That's how we do it every time. You guys killed it. All right, in the news this week, a 14-year-old girl from Green Bay had an amazing moment while deer hunting after she shot two bucks using one arrow. According to WLUK-TV... Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce her name and butcher it, but she was north of Surgeon Bay when uh, the impressive feat happened. Wow. The only thing I can say is at 14 years old, she's already launching Booyah Arrows. I I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pretty good one. Uh, Officials say South Dakota has sold nearly 26,000 fewer hunting licenses this year. Which has a cost, which has cost the state more than one million dollars in lost revenue. Great, no one's suspecting Steve's South Dakota black market hunting licenses. Mm. Uh, hey. <laughs> these aren't uh, the news isn't always great, people. The news is not always great. Those are facts. And finally, a thirty-nine-year-old uh, Brownsville. I'm assuming Wisconsin. Am I right? Is Brownsville in Wisconsin? I There's probably a Brownsville in every state. I was going to say that sounds like. A, a Sounds like Indiana game might have been. Reason. Who knows? A 39-year-old Brownsville man suffered a life-threatening wound Thursday morning when he tripped and fell on an arrow while bow hunting. While the man is lucky to be alive, he's also thankful that he wasn't using insert whatever broadhead they're bitching about on archery talk here. So, there you go. Yeah, okay, I enjoy that one. Okay. All right. They're they're good, but they're not laughable. They're not. It's, it, 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 sometimes you're you just like, damn. All right, I get how you got that. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm this was a better up. one. I feel. Okay. Maybe my mindset's a little different. I don't know. Well, that's a, that's a, that's all I got. So for the news, they're good. We're having a party outside. <laughs> yeah. Ross Ross is trying to police them. They're good, Ross. Damn, dude. Ross, is, like, the, <laughs> Ross is the fun police man. He don't like when I have fun. The guys, I'm just. I, we got some back feed going on here. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we're, 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 Ross is like trying to have a good time. I mean. You right. stick your hand on things get done, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, you're going to have to go out there and control them. 
All right, you want to do a veteran shout-out? I do. That way I feel like more than just us are on this podcast. <laughs> All right. All right, so the uh, the vet this week was sent in by our uh, our good buddy John Sanderson. Uh, the veteran's name is Tim Turner. Um, he was in the National Guard. Said, I just want I ju- I started listening to you guys over the summer and love what you guys do and what you stand for. My brother from another mother, aka cousin, <laughs> Tim Turner. <laughs> that's what he said, and he said, I hope Stephen get this one right. I hope I did too. Is a U.S. Uh, National Guard veteran that did one tour in Afghanistan during his service. Growing up, he used to gun hunt with his family in southern Illinois, but has not been back in a tree stand in quite some time. I myself uh, grew up not hunting, but four years ago started bow hunting. My hope is that he listens to you guys and gets back in hunting, so we can uh, we can get out there and hunt together. Cheers, Tim. Thank you for your service to this country and get your ass back in a tree. You, so John has someone to hunt with. John, thank you for sending that in. Yeah, I would definitely get back in hunting. Why not? Yeah, why wouldn't you, guys? If you do have a veteran shout out, go to our. Uh, Website, www.workingclassbowhunter.com. Under the contact tab, uh, there's a vet shout-out link. You can follow that. Send in all the information. Please send how to pronounce people's names because I'm bad at that. And the uh, emails will go right to me, and we're more than happy to talk about <coughs> vets on this podcast. So please send them in. Thanks. All right, cool. Allison, what's up? I shot a big buck. I know. My biggest. It's crazy. we got to break this down. First of all, have you done another podcast? about this yet yes okay we won't talk about okay. it Fine. we feel a little betrayed that we weren't first well i asked you if you wanted to do on the phone or in person and okay i mean i feel good about this and i don't think the others are gonna air until well after this right. oh they won't be near as good so well exactly if if they are better than ours then that deer is not gonna stay in our bedroom damn <laughs> he gets that in divorce yeah I don't that's what you get that's so what you get over my dead body <laughs> well <laughs> some divorces are nasty <laughs> Damn. thanks thanks thank you for making the drive what do you think of the new studio it's better not that i don't want to not that i am knocking the old studio it's just nice to have so much room and you can allow more people yeah, in yeah. and it's not so... Oh, it's like, going to get better. Like, I can be farther away from Steve and it's... Mm-hmm. It, I feel more... I feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. That's the point. And then, like... Mm. Like, I can't feel as heavy breathing on my neck. <laughs> yeah. It was weird last <laughs> that's time you were in the video, we spoon. set him behind you, which is kind of weird. But yeah. Yeah. It worked out. Well, worked you out. know, normally she's a little spoon, but I've been the little spoon lately, so I just need to be held sometimes <laughs> so by I, someone who kills bigger deer than me. So <laughs> let, me, let, me <laughs> let me set the scene for listeners. Right now, two people that are sitting at this podcast table have killed 170-plus-inch deer in the last couple last two weeks. Two of you guys have killed 170s. And... Mr. Chandler, what's up? What's going on? But right now we're talking Allison's buck. So first off, let's talk about last season. (laughs) Because I feel like that lays the foundation for why this is even more badass. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, as painful as it is to talk about, (laughs) I think it it makes this so much sweeter. But, um, so last year, you don't, gotta, you don't have to go into fine detail. I just figured oh, it'd be okay. worth, you don't want, I don't want to see like you five cry. years back. Well, I don't want to see you cry. Yeah. Well, because I know that feeling. I'm not like just picking on you. Like sometimes you have seasons that don't work out. So, oh, yeah. and I know like that was, I had my season two years ago. It was rough like that. And I know you kind of had a similar season last year. Well, and I called you like the night that I shot that buck and, yeah. and I was just reeling in my head and I was so confident 
And then, like, the following day, it just, like, all fell apart. And yeah, it was, which it is was the worst. And, Allison, you know how much it hurts me to see you cry, right? Uh-huh. All right. All right anyway. If we're going to do this pervy shit I'm the whole time. It. I'm not doing that. I'm just screwing it. <laughs> well, we got to tone that down. Yeah, just dial it back a little bit. <laughs> just let the lady talk. <laughs> so, like, I'll let you kind of just lay the foundation for, for from last season until now. I, like, I didn't want you to get that I'm like... Tell us all the grit and like seem <laughs> dumb before we build you up because I didn't like want that because we've all been there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. I'll let you go wherever you want. I just want to make sure you didn't want to go further. I'll just do like a quick summary, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, last season I was super confident seeing deer, bucks specifically, big bucks specifically, regularly, almost um, every single time I was going out to this property. And I knew it was just kind of a matter of time. Um, and then last year on November 9th, I had a buck similar to the size of the buck that I brought in today. Um, he came in and, and I shot him at about 15 yards. And um, what I thought was a perfect shot, I mean, he, I can still, I still play it back in my mind and mm-hmm. I can still remember every single detail. And to this day, it'll never make sense to me, but... Um, I've kind of rationalized maybe what might have happened. Um, so I shot, he mule kicked and I, I saw my arrow disappear in him and he ran about 50 yards and kind of did the sway thing, like where they look, they sway for a minute and then they just like drop. Yeah. What they call the shuffle. Yep. And I've never heard it called that. We call it on the, on the last podcast. Gotcha. That's all right. But yeah, that's what he, that's what he did. And, um, and he almost looked like he was going to drop and he kind of collected himself and tried to take off again. His shoulder gave out and he kind of like tumbled and then was able to get up and, and keep running. And that was kind of the last I saw of him. I had blood for about 400 yards and never, never was able to recover him. And I don't think I slept at all that week, which was, um, he would have, at the time, he would have been my biggest buck to date. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was extremely heartbreaking. And Especially when you see him like struggle, like you're like, oh, that's lethal. Like he's yeah. going to go lay down and die. Yeah. And that's, nuts. and after the fact, like I had to go to work, like I maybe got a half hour worth of tracking in mm-hmm. and then I had to go to work and find somebody to like cover for me that night so I could go back and, and track and, by the time I finally got back to the property, my dad and my um, cousin, who they went out and tracked for me for a little bit, they kind of called it quits because it was so dark back in there. You really couldn't see much of anything. And I was just pissed off because I was pissed off for so many reasons just because, you know, I wasn't able to recover this deer that I was so confident that was dead. And so then the next day, like I said, we tracked him for about 400 yards and um, ended up having one of my buddies bring his dogs out and, um, him and I have been friends since we were kids and his dog was pretty, pretty new to the blood tracking thing. He had, he had recovered a couple of deer, but Mm. not, not too many. And so then we called another person and he brought his dog in and we just, they came up with nothing. And, um, and that was honestly like something that was so difficult for me to let go of even Mm. for months. Like, I mean, well into shed season, like I was doing body searches at that point. Like mm-hmm. I, that's how Just confident looking, I yeah. was. Like if I had any, any doubt in my mind that I hadn't hit that deer, like if you think of, like if I think of where I hit that deer, what I, and I only got like a third of my arrow back, the top third, 
There was blood up on the fletching. Um, Which is weird for it to be broken back there. And no matter how much I make sense of it, like, I never found... Where did you hit him? Like, where did you think you hit him? Like, even if... Okay, even if I hit him in... Like, even if I hit him high, Mm -hmm. the angle that I shot him at, I would have at least one-lunged him. Right. Yeah, I 15 never, yards, you're going to have a pretty good angle on that arrow. You should right. be catching something pretty yeah. good. You yeah. have to be really, really high to miss. And I never, yeah. there was no, based on the blood trail, I assessed that there there was probably only an entry wound and not an exit wound. Um, and then I never found the rest of my arrow. Like, there was still two-thirds of my arrow missing. That I never recovered. So yeah, it just if you had fl- if you had blood up to the fletch, you would think you'd have an exit wound. I mean, if, yeah. it, if you got blood on the fletch, you yep. think you'd be. Pull that mic a little closer to you. Though. So sorry about that. No, what, you're all right. What we think, like what my dad and I have kind of discussed over time, is that we think like maybe the other arrow hit the other shoulder and just never came back out. And I was shooting, I was shooting a smaller broadhead, and I mean, I'm not going to get into the details of that, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, no matter mm-hmm. no matter what way I try to make sense of it, I remember seeing where that arrow went in. I remember seeing that deer struggle, and I never found him. And so that was kind of like the the most difficult right. thing for me. And like I said, even shed season, like <coughs> shed season, I was either looking for his sheds or I was looking for his body. Like yeah, yeah. I want, I just wanted closure to know either way. And I well, never. What's interesting about like how you're kind of describing that is Mark. Uh, yeah. The last I was podcast, just thinking about that. Talked about the buck that he shot this year was a buck. He saw last year that basically had like one whole side of it, like blown out. And it was the, what had happened is uh, when Mark saw him when he was, uh, I don't know how old the deer was at the time, but last year when Mark I think saw he said it, it was a, he thought two, three, two yeah. or three year old. Um, it had just been shot like the day or two days before he's, he's like, cause it hadn't rained yet. And there was uh you could tell like the blood was, like dried in the hair it was like fresh you know yeah and uh he killed that deer this year and when he gutted it like the lung was grown into the inner broken rib of the rib cage and shit. yeah so mm-hmm. um so my friend blake from he's from unfiltered outdoors he's another partner of big time mm-hmm. but he just shot a buck last month and same thing like he shot that buck last year mm-hmm. and wounded him or like one lunged him and this year shot him and actually killed him and when he field dressed him he saw that the lung had collapsed and it fused to the side of the rib cage so he was surviving on one lung for a whole year like which just blows my mind and they say they live on one lung often i know and it's but it's just i don't know so it would it'd be nice to have like some closure on that because that buck is i'm not kidding like he's very similar to this buck but the other one that i shot I mean, his main beams were a lot whiter, and then his um, his G twos had a split off the back instead of a fr- instead oh, of no the front. Shit. Yeah, so I was just like so beat up by it. And you sure I've, this isn't the same deer? It's not. I we checked like really? I checked when like after field dressing him, I looked inside the rib cage. I looked, um, and then I even had the taxidermist when he caped him out. I had him look too. Like, take and, a real close look. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and he said he didn't find any any marks on him, and 
You think about um, a buck like that if your neighbor shot it, or you'd see something, mm-hmm. you know, that that big with a split and like that, yeah, th- that much character. Like it wasn't just a ten pointer, and you weren't like, I don't know what exactly. I just thought he was good, you know. Yeah. It's not like yep. that. Yeah. No, like I I knew that I I didn't know that buck, but like I remember what he looks like. Like you don't forget a buck like that, and in, in my opinion, yeah, and, if you get a good look at him, especially. and especially like I mean, in the past two years, I've seen bigger deer than I've seen my entire hunting career. Mm-hmm. So, um. So yeah, it was. That's the first deer I think that I've ever actually cried over. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> been absolutely heartbroken over. So, so yeah. So, so after you after you shot this deer, <clears throat> and I remember you, you. Well, you put a post the other day when you were talking about where your dad is after you shot. You know, said deer. Or are we at that point yet? Do you want to go there yet? Talk about the recovery. No. What? Why would we talk about the recovery? We didn't talk about the hunt yet. Oh. We haven't even got started yet. So we got you here? Oh. He's on lost out. your privileges. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm on. Motherfucker over here. I was damn, on something dude. else because I thought, I God thought. God damn. We're, having, we're not allowed to have women on the podcast anymore. It's fine. There's a, Jesus no, Christ. There's a, there's no <laughs> I brought up something completely different. He gets lost in my face no. sometimes. In no, it's face. not. In my face. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets staring and forgets what I'm saying. No, there was a, there was, I'll, I'll bring it up later. Okay. Anyway, I'll bring it up later, I promise. <coughs> That's fine. Way to suck, bro. Now My I don't even know where to take this show. My bad. <laughs> My dad coming for Continue. the recovery. I think I, okay, I think I know where he's going. But anyway. Let's talk about, so that happens. It's a mystery. No one knows where that deer is. Yeah. What if he comes, he could come back. And you, you think about that I, shit? Like All the time. Literally every yeah. day of my life. With a big, nasty 13-inch drop tying off yeah. one side because mm. oh he's been my injured. Gosh. The opposite side that you hit him on. Yeah. I've thought about that. I've thought about that. So I do have a deer on camera that he's not nearly, he's not as big, but like he's a, so the one that I shot last year was a 10 or what I thought was a 10 and, but he's missing his whole left side. Like, like a, a bunch of his, like everything from G3 on is not there. It didn't grow? No. Like, he's got a G2, and that's it. But it looks like there was stuff there at some point, and he grew like that in velvet. And then, hmm. I mean, so I'm, I've i thought about it, and I'm like, maybe that's the same deer. But I don't. I really don't think it is. But Interesting. I've thought about it. He's not nearly huh. as, like, he's, he's more spindly. He's not right, as right. thick. So I'm like, yeah. that's... As much as I'd like to think that's him, I know it's not. Gotcha. Okay. So just trying to see. It's interesting though. It is. It could pile into a really fucking rad story. I agree. And next season or something. You and know? I love to like. I don't know. I mean, I love to think that I'll find him someday. And that was kind of my thought too. Like during shed season, I was like, if I could at least find like one of his sheds. Yeah. Or, yeah. or even if I did like find his body, at least I'd have that closure. And as much as it would suck to have not recovered him initially, like, to, to just find him at some point. What time of year was it when you shot him? It was November 9th. He could have been from two, three properties over, and he's over there living. And mm-hmm. then he, you know. Might come back. Next November, he could be right in there again. Yeah. That's what's crazy about November. You know, that shit Crazy happens. about November and crazy about White Hills in general. Like, they're just creatures of habit. And they, yeah. like. Well, let me, let me, let me try to give you some, like ease of mind a little bit two seasons two seasons ago yeah when i was like oh yeah i had kind of like my struggle season mm-hmm. i hit a eight that i have a big eight pointer in the house like i thought i never thought i'd kill a bigger eight 
I saw this buck hit him high on the shoulder. I told this on the podcast. Wait, mm-hmm. it's been two years. Hit him high on the shoulder. Knew he, I wasn't going to recover him. Cried like a little baby. Like literally, I Good. cried. Good. It makes me feel better that you did because I totally was like crying in front of like one of my yeah. friends that I grew up with, and I felt like oh no, a little no, bit I, to I, say I, the, that's to understandable. Say the least. I cried. I thought about quitting. I remember that night. I that was a- I full blown. I sat there. I saw him run off, and I just knew. And I just sat there, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I cried. I'm like, well, I'm going to try to find him. And but at least you knew, like, you had an idea, whereas, like, I was so freaking confident. Like, yeah. I was like, this deer is dead. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, you know, I did have good blood, though. Like, at first, I was, like, not going to find him. Then I found blood. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm probably going to find him, and then didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, my buddy um, hunts a property. As the crow flies, it's, like, four miles. Mm-hmm. Finds this deer sheds. It has to be. We talked about it. We debated about it. And when I messaged, I was messaging the OGs at the time I saw it. Because as I was pulling my bow up into the tree, I hear, and I look up, and he's, like, just nose down, do just be so rutted out of his mind, like, in circles. I'm like, oh, shit. Get set up. Get my release on. And I'm sitting there, and I'm throwing everything at him. Nothing. But I can see him just weaving up in there. I messaged you guys. Just saw the, a massive eight-pointer. Here he comes down the hill. I ranged, when I ranged, I ranged the opposite side of a ditch that he was going on into, and I meant to range the trail he was on, mm. so I ranged him for further and hit him high. And mm. this buck, I swore all up and down he was mid-160s as an eight-pointer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, minimum 14 twos, like 14-inch G2s, and was like explaining this. Yeah. My buddy finds sheds of an eight-pointer, four miles as a crow flies. I'm like, it, this was like middle of the rut. 14 inch twos, insane beams. We, we, you guys saw that at, uh, Deer and Beer Fest, that eight. I don't remember it, but no, I, remember I, it. I don't want to name drop because I don't want to call people out too. I was going to say, do you remember but Deer and Beer Fest? Any parts, of you? parts of it. <laughs> this buck is like 164 <laughs> as an eight pointer. Like nuts. And yeah. I'm just like, well, and the, he's dead now. Uh, his neighbor killed it. So he was, he, he liked to venture out. But I'm like, fuck. That night you were a mess. I remember coming over there. And I wanted you, to quit. Yeah, you, you, know, you were a mess. You were like, I, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going out hunting in the morning. You're yeah. like, and the, the, the will was there, but you were just, oh man, I've never seen you that in that way. Yeah. I didn't. I honestly, it took me a while. Like, and I really had to push myself to get back out there, because, I mean, after that there was just a lot of other things going on, but. I was telling somebody the other night, like, I was telling them the story, and I said, even after ATA, like, in the county that I hunt, the um, the season was extended till January 31st, and at the end of January, there were wind chill advisories, like, they weren't, they were closing schools, like, they were closing businesses, and I said, like, it took everything, every bone in my body to get back out there and just, like, try, you know one two three more times before the season closed but like my confidence was so shot and i mean it even my confidence even like drifted into this season like i was so pessimistic like i was talking to Mm -hmm. joe umfries and and he was like you were so hard on yourself like you were you were putting yourself in a place like to just mess up it does things to you though because i personally think and I'm I'm kind of like superstitious, or I look at things in maybe a weirder way than what most people will. Like I had that shit season, what I considered a shit. I still killed a buck and like still got it done, but not like I just it was such a struggle to get there. But I had that shit season last year, 
I looked like I knew exactly what the fuck I was doing. Like, go <laughs> out, the- kill a buck on the 20th. <laughs> two weeks later, call Austin and Ross. I'm like, hey, I'm going in after this 10-pointer. I have a really good feeling. I'm going to go in and kill him. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to go in midday, and I'm going to shoot him. Go in there. Comes in. Exactly what I called. Shot him. Call Austin. He's like, you motherfucker. He's dead. Isn't he? <laughs> and then I'm like, yep. And then, but and then this year, not I'm not having a bad year, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be one Different. of the years where I could feel like you're going to have to put a little effort into this. And I put my effort in. Like I obviously had the ambition to go and and do that those things last season. But sometimes they just work out. And I think it's because I had a shit season and put the work and the effort. It's like Mother Nature's like aura is like okay, yep. You hustled for it. You tried your best. You felt bad about it. Like, it didn't work out for you. Here you go. Like, well, Mother Nature credited to your account is what happened. Dude, hey. That's what I felt about this season. Like, I, I, part of me is like, okay, somebody's throwing me a bone. Like, Yeah. It's like a karma bone or it's like a – I'm not saying that I really think, like, the spirit of Mother Nature is. Like, maybe there is something like that. I don't know, but – I'm not saying I like, yeah, that's what it is. But, <laughs> you don't believe in the spirit of Mother Nature? No, I do because you feel it. But <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. like thinking, I'm not Tom Cruise over here like telling you that some crazy shit from space is coming down. <laughs> yeah. to get a better Kurt seat. is not a Scientologist is what he wants. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you get out of yeah. it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's or that's what, like, what it is. I don't know what it is. Well, and that's maybe the that's thing it. too. Like, I don't want to discredit my hard work. Like, I definitely put in the time and the work and everything – like, if you would have killed two bucks last year illegally, you could have said it was Jesus. Sorry, that was dirty. <laughs> we can't give the poor guy a break. Dude. But like, I just shit on Bracket the worst way you could ever shit on him. <laughs> <laughs> and no one caught it until I now. I didn't. Oh, until no. you said, until you brought him up. Oh, no. I, I, well, I picked it up then, immediately. Then I didn't want to seem like an antichrist all of a sudden, so I had to like, you know. Backtrack a little bit. I'm praying for him. Hey, Kurt, I, I'm not, I am not as fat as I used to be. You can bring that up, too. It's because I've been praying for you, dude. <laughs> hey, Kurt, I'll pray for you. <laughs> it's like, the, like you're just hey, like, man, I dude, feel bad about you. That's how you should have, when Allison called me, she's like, I miss that buck. It's like, I'll pray for you. I'm, you still weigh the same. Last year, last year. You still weigh the same, though. It's just all in your hair and your beard now. Yeah. Bingo. Is, is, is Austin, Austin, are you trying to roast me, bro? No, I think I did. Uh, I think, I really think I was trying. Just it was full on, dude. I I need some ice for that burn. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I feel good, it. guys. Little right, sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I feel bad about that burn a little bit. Austin must have gotten a little whiskey, too, because he's feeling I don't risky. really actually feel that bad about it. Real nice. It. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you don't, you're acting a fool. All right. <laughs> Let's talk this season. Let's get positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drink some beer. He's like, yeah, fucking <laughs> crack it down. Allison got to got to know us pretty well. Yeah. So right now, there's a giant deer sitting on the studio That's table. No shit. Big it's boy. a giant deer, Big a boy. true giant in anybody's book. I mean, if you guys just want to keep saying that, like for you guys to hear you guys <laughs> say I'll that, I'm I'll like, do this for you, Allison. Hey, Austin, would you shoot that deer? Yeah, Ross, would you shoot that deer? All day long. Let Austin break this down. Put this into perspective. My probably one of my favorite deer on my own wall at home is an eight pointer, and he's 155 inches. Nice main beams, 14 inch twos. Uh, 10-inch threes, just a very pretty, tall, tight, typical eight-pointer. This is the same deer, but with the same twos, two inches more on the threes, a four on the right, longer beams, 
very longer beams. Yeah. The, the beams, you've got seven or eight inches in beams. Just a, a massive, a massive nine-point typical, what, 174. Is that 170? What? Sorry, I got lost. <laughs> I was, I was, was like, so focused on I was, you have an orgasm? What the fuck is going <laughs> well, on? She, well, she was looking at the, well, well, everyone thinks she was looking at the buck. She, she was looking at weird. me. She was looking at me, looking at her deer, like, oh, I got him. I got him. Steve's finally going to marry me. No, I was thinking, I was like, oh, God, I wish I was like taking video boss and saying all this right now. Like, my, absolute. I can feel my face is on fire right now because I'm so stinking happy that Austin yeah, is like marveling at my butt. <laughs> he is enormous. A freaking giant typical with tall tines, tight rack, just yeah, the beams are insane. What is what are the beams, you know? Uh twenty five and six eighths, I think. On both? Bo- mm. On both. And like one of them I think sits a little lower. Yeah, the left one yeah. looks and longer. They, they like I mean, they almost I mean there's that probably left beam like looks twenty six, twenty seven to me. That's what I was saying, twenty seven. Do you trophy I'll, tape them? We should no, I didn't. <laughs> Dude, that bucks but I was gonna say I was gonna say tape. you should have I should have had you measure him before this. Dude, that fucker's booning crap. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah, um but. we'll have to we'll have to measure that guy up. That guy's going in the book. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he nets Boone. He's gonna be flirting. I think I yeah. think that four is gonna kill him, but yeah. what the fuck was that? Oh something snapped. I heard something like the bathroom fall door out probably. There. Anyway. Oh. Um no, that's a stud. That is a freaking stud. So you have to – you basically just own everyone around you. You're like, yep, listen, bigger deer than you, bigger deer than you. Yep. So – When did I – I didn't say that. I know. I'm saying for you. Don't need to. Oh. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> you to. Can take <laughs> you don't got it. It's Kurt Geyer approved. You're all right. <laughs> it's like, no, I will do it for you. So tell us about this year because, goddamn. This year was definitely different than last year. Um, this year I was – I even to- like I even talked to Clint a couple of times and I was just like I texted Clint and I said tell me to stop being a whiny little bitch because I was coming up with like every excuse in the book and just Sorry. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking at him too. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad that I've never seen someone appreciate uh, their own deer like you appreciate it, and that makes me happy. <laughs> no kidding. Because I've measured a lot of deer for people. I measured one of the biggest deer I've ever entered, netted in the book at 213 inches, <laughs> and the dude was like, "Nah, didn't give a fuck." And I'm uh, like, "How are you just like appreciate the thing?" You know. Yeah, my I was telling these guys my taxidermist brought it out to me, and like after three days of not seeing it, he like he goes to hand me it, and I'm like, "Is that mine?" Like it just <laughs> like it, I couldn't even fathom that that was mine. Who's like, giant is that? That was mine. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, is this just a buck you're bringing me to like just to show off?" But this right G three has got to be thirteen and six eight. <sighs> I was gonna say fourteen inches. I was gonna say it's it's pushing. Man almighty. That's a big deer, it's man. It's a freaking giant. Big boy. So tell us about it. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. I started off the season just kind of like my confidence, like I said, was just shot. And I got pushed off the other property that I'd been hunting and uh, not pushed off, but I, I was kind of pushed to like a specific area of it that I had little <laughs> confidence in after scouting. Um, and, and I was just kind of like... You know, like I need to come up with a plan B. I need to come up with a plan B pretty quick because I mean the season was coming, and so then uh, I I was scouting like into the season itself. Like I 
went and set maybe two stands and there was one that I really was confident in and and I mean I started sitting it and I wasn't really seeing much of anything I I had deer on picture or um on trail camera but that was the extent of of what I was seeing I wasn't seeing much deer during the day there was no bucks during the day every I mean they were nocturnal from the get-go and uh I had two bucks on camera that I was like, oh, yeah, like, if they came by, I would probably, I'd, I'd shoot one of them, and, um, and so then I, I was kind of holding out for those, and so then I was sitting my, the stand that I had the most confidence in, that's the one that I was sitting regularly, and I wasn't saying shit, like, nothing, so then I was like, well, I need to come up with another game plan, and, and somebody let me borrow their, uh, their lone wolf climber. I was, I was getting frustrated because, you know, as mobile as hang-ons and, I mean, I had, I had a hang-on and a ladder out there and I was like, you know, as mobile as those things can be, they're not mobile enough for what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted something, neither one are lightweight, they're just, you know... They are what they are, and I, yeah, I didn't want to move. custom gear life. Well, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to move my hang-on because I was like, that spot's going to be great come the rut because it's right on a main trail. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to cruise through there at some point, but I need something else in the meantime. You know, I, I'm not going to sit I'm not gonna sit around and wait for the rut. Right. So, um, I borrowed that climber, and I used that, and I um, did some scouting, and I just went further and further back on this property and finally found this spot that I was like, oh, this is like, I just knew immediately that I was like, they're going to be betting over here. They're going to, I mean, this is going to be, this is a buck's territory. When you find a spot, you feel good about your spot. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you just know, like, you know, when there's a area that's a buck's territory, mm-hmm. like, so, um, I only got to sit that for a little bit and I ended up eventually had to give the climber back, which whatever. Um, and then I decided that the ladder stand that I had been using, I was like, that's not even, that's not good anymore. It was good for early season, but I need to move that. And, uh, so then I told my dad, cause my dad had shot a doe a couple of weeks prior. Is this mine? Yes, that was for oh, you. I sorry. was putting it there for you. We just um, hand out bush lights on the show here. <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsor. What's up, bush? <laughs> So I'm then, start drinking Coors Light, dude. We could probably get a Miller Coors. No, that's a joke. I just heard Brock Lesnar say that. So Coors, dude. We could we could be drinking Coors Banquet every night. That sounds like a terrible time. Sounds mm. like a great time. Bad idea. Line and Kugels, what's up? Line and Kugels is Allison's on board. Sorry, yeah, we cut your story with off. With no, it. I'm good with that. You want Lainey? Do you have one? No. I was gonna say. I want. I mean, I'm asking. I was gonna you say if anybody should have one here, it should be me. I drink Line and Kugels all day on the podcast. I like Line and Kugels original, dude. Then. They're pretty good. I'm quick to jump on Bush Light for some money. <laughs> yeah, come on, either, either pay us or some company in Wisconsin that actually loves hunters. Hey, Lion Coast is good beer, and they support hunters. They do, right? You told me that, so I, just I don't know if it. they support hunters, but I know they're like but yeah, new, they always have but, like camo hey, gear like once a year. But New Glarus is anti hunter, right? That's what I've heard. Don't quote me on that, but like that's what I, I've I've heard from numerous resources that they have like given money to PETA. Or I'm pretty like, sure they donated to the Obama campaign, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't like uh, animals getting killed. 
Okay, cool. But so this one time we were hearing the story from Allison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, Ross is always the entrepreneur. Ross, <laughs> Ross is the enforcer. <laughs> He's got too many kids, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <he does>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his fourth kid. <laughs> he didn't want me, but I'm your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a story, Allison. Um, I'm trying to think of where I even left off. Um, uh, damn it, Steve. So I had, I found. <laughs> on two, two cameras. You, you found your spot. I found my spot. Buck was living there. Oh, yeah. So, so my dad had shot a doe a couple weeks prior. Like, I was hunting. The past couple of years, I've just hunted on my own. Like, I, it sounds bad, but, like, my dad and I haven't really hunted much together in the last couple of years. Mm. And, and I think that's kind of also because he just wants to see me shoot a deer like this more like not more than i did but just as much mm. so he kind of just like was letting me do my own thing and so finally he ended up shooting a doe a couple weeks prior and i got super bummed out because i was like okay well i'm hunting down here and you shot a doe and like even though yeah it's just a, a doe like you know to to most people it's just doe but to me it was like okay well i'm missing out on like tracking and you know celebrating and you know, just right. I, I felt like I was missing out. So, and I had already asked if per, per, permission if he could hunt this property with me, but he hadn't. And so I just kind of reinforced it. And I was like, hey, like, I would rather you come out to this property and hunt with me. Like, I'd rather us hunt together than separately. Like, I'd right. rather share the, like, yeah, I'd rather have fun together than, you know, hunt alone. So I get that kind of have that situation with my dad right now. Yeah. There's a spot I have permission but no one else type thing. Yeah. And I and I was I was a little skeptical at first about like bringing him out there but I think for the most part like it's gone just fine. He uh sometimes he'll like play guide and he'll <laughs> You gotta make it, my coffee. You gotta make it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've drank like so much Robitussin in the last two days that I don't even know where I am right now. But yeah, so the past couple. Uh, anyway, I don't even remember. But so you get your dad on the property. Essentially, yes. Is where we're so going. I got my dad on the property. I had him come out with me. Oh, I was saying that um, sometimes, like, and and he said it. This comes from his mouth. He's said that, like, sometimes he has a hard time giving up being guide. Like, he grew up, or, I mean, I grew up with him being my guide. Like, he, you know, when I was a kid, like, he was always showing me where to sit and what to do. And, you know, it's hard to get him out of that at times. So, I think that was kind of what I was also like, you know, I want to do this by myself. Like, because he'll sometimes just take over without asking. And it's like, okay, well, I need to do this. Yeah. You know. I can imagine that would be hard for him. Yeah. That that I think he likes doing it. Yeah. But anyway, well, so Well, I would think he would yeah. He yeah. probably he probably especially, loves doing it. Especially showing his little girl how to hunt. I mean, that yeah. yeah. I put myself in his shoes like having my daughter's 6 months old. I don't know anything what it's like, but thinking about what it would be like or like what I think about in the future of like teaching Isla how to go out and do all that, I can imagine that would be like a it's like a hard separation thing. Like I feel like I'll have a harder time with that type of phrase if she's into hunting with that type of like situation in life than her getting married. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just like yeah, like because ho- you know her husband's gonna have a fuck ton of property or, or his dad. <laughs> right. right. So it's just like cool. You know, do your thing. Daddy's got to hunt. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you're like no. yeah. You know if 
she can be killing two hundred inch deer on this rich dude's property. Because you know, I, I'm I think that's through. what my dad hopes for too. But I think like the Your dad's older get more I get, tattoos, the older you. the older I get, I think he's like. Yeah, she's probably not getting married. Yeah, you can just go ahead and marry a guy like Steve. My goal is to get, fine. by the time my daughter is like marriage age, I have so many tattoos that I just filter out all the dudes that know their shit. You know what I mean? So it takes like a real gentleman to be like, I, I got to impress your dad because he scares the shit out of me. How much time did he do? Nobody knows. How much time did he do? You know? It's a guessing Nobody game. knows. Hey, Nobody knows. I'll just be like, hey, whatever your name is. Just call him the, your daddy got. Just, just call him the it. wrong name every time. Like you might know his name, but just call him a different Some, name. Yeah, Something yeah. close. Or you yeah. call him by his full name. Yeah. Yeah. That's even call more him by his find out his middle name when he didn't oh. tell you and just call him his middle name. Hey, Jonathan Michael. <laughs> Francis. Well, if, Francis. if everything works out, I don't know if Austin's gonna have another kid, but Cody's like still kinda in that realm. We'll just, I don't like, we'll yeah, I, I was kind of giving the eye earlier, dude. Is she? I, I thought she wanted his uh, breakfast bar, but I don't know. I think she's like, hey, he's he's linked it's up with the Chandler. A little weird farms. now. My daughter's six months, so I don't know where you're going with this. He's just, just putting saying. out the natural Chandler vibe. Just <laughs> he's only four. <laughs> he's only four, drawing all the ladies' eyes. <laughs> it's four years. Yeah. <laughs> the natural Chandler vibe. What even is that? Booners run into you when you're walking in the woods. Probably that makes you're sense. Just, actually, you're tripping you're into tripping them. You can't help. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Dude, two tripping, things come easy: big bucks and, and yeah. you know what else? <laughs> his his, his you, previous you, life, he must have been a tree hugger because Mother Nature is blessing him right now. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> you can't trip into a 150. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Unless you're, a <laughs> Unless you're Austin Chandler. Hey, hey I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, did, right did, did your bro accidentally shoot a uh, 160 uh, inch deer? I just walked in on that trail and that deer followed it in. Man, <laughs> he caught he your, your scent and followed yeah. it up. Steve, <laughs> he, 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 he needed to see the king. Yeah, <laughs> that deer, dude. Austin's the only guy who shoots deer that are bowing to him. Yeah, it's time to see the Lord. <laughs> he, he smells a Chandler and just walks right. Up. Oh, yeah. he's like, <laughs> he's like, dude, it's so glorious. It's like I remember some dude was describing how bulls like die and like you know when they do like the the like the Toro Toro bull. Like some guy was like. How great is it? Either the bulls can go to a slaughterhouse or they can be killed in a glorious way in front of thousands of people. I'm like, yeah, all right, okay, I get that. That's must. That's how all those Boone and Crockett deer feel it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's his property. Like, if I'm going to die, this guy needs it's to It's like do them it. running to the light. <laughs> they are, they really are. Austin is the light. <laughs> Lord today, Chandler. Today. <laughs> Sorry, That's Al, what the deer is... call him, Lord Chandler. <laughs> Lord Chandler. Sorry, that's what we just... <laughs> That's your new Instagram name, Lord dude, Chandler. For sure. For sure. Dude, Lord Chandler. Dude, we're making a Lord poster. Chandler 69, please. I like the un- <laughs> I like the uncrowned king better. That's that's what oh uh, my Jeremy, God. Jeremy Beck come up with that one. The uncrowned king. Dude, the uncrowned <laughs> king. That's dude, pretty dude, making my head go... Dude, I'm having Jordan make a poster that, of you and your double driver that just says Lord Chandler. Just and I'm gonna frame. It I need and put to it get in. a sword. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. dude, yeah. a sword with like every deer notch that he's ever killed. God damn it, <laughs> Allison. I apologize, Allison. Sorry, you drove a long rather, way for this. I'm sorry. No, you know what? I would rather go on a tan- tangent about Austin Chandler than the Blended Buddies. Agreed. So at least Agreed. we're still like. On the subject so we're of back, hunting. and I remember where we left off. We're back to your dad letting go of guide, yes, and you taking on the reins of like step aside, dad. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I showed him this spot that I had had that climber, and it was kind of funny because I saw his eyes like light up, like he was like, "Oh shit!" Like she's actually right. Like 
every now and then. I got it, you know, Daddy. I actually do know what I'm talking about. So I told him that I wanted to set up a stand up there and then, you know, that I kind of wanted to scout elsewhere and see where else we could put the other stand that we had. And uh, so we put up the ladder stand. We moved the ladder stand up there. And I ended up sitting that that night, like, I mean, literally an hour after we set it. And um, I ended up having a shooter come in. He snort wheezed at a little five-pointer that was right below my stand. And that was the first time that I've ever heard, I mean, in 18-some years of hunting, that was the first time I'd ever heard a buck actually snort wheeze. And um, he was 10 yards behind me, and I just, like, could not get a shot. I mean, also, I, I don't know if I would have had a shot, even if it would have been a hang-on or anything otherwise, yeah. because he was, like, to my right. Like, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been able to turn around without him noticing me anyway. But, so then he took off. He, like, charged the five-pointer and took off, and I never saw him the rest of the night. So then, fast forward to Halloween. Um or not fast forward to Halloween, but my dad ended up sitting that stand a couple of times after, and he said he saw, like, a couple of smaller bucks moving um, on a on a trail to the north. And he was like, hey, can I move this stand? And I, I was at work, and I just, ha- like, I couldn't have a full-on conversation about it, but I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, go ahead. So then I, I got back, uh, like, the following, like, a cu- couple days later after he moved it, and realized he had moved it like down into an area that i was like like i absolutely did not want to stand down there your dad was wrong i mean i'm not saying that you said that i was waiting for you to say (laughs) (laughs) kev hey kev (laughs) kev was wrong yeah so then uh so I, I got there and I mean, I, I saw where the stand was and I was already pissed off cause I forgot my grunt tube and like, I was just, I was out for That's blood that night. That was all I forgot. I just forgot my grunt tube cause, and I think Pretty it pissed me off, but it, I think <laughs> it was like, it pissed me off more because I knew that if I did see anything up top where the stand originally was like. I wasn't going to be able to call it down, and everybody was like, "Oh, just use your voice." Use your like. Do you think yeah. that my Andre voice? Quisto. Do you think that my voice sounds <laughs> like? Do you think I can even make my voice sound like a remotely realistic grunt? No, not even Come close. On, try it. No, like it is really? so. Come on, I tried. <laughs> you can do a no believe. <laughs> so, so I'm pretty sure this guy. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw him that night. It was the, it was um, the night before Halloween, and I'm pretty sure I saw him up there, like in this thick stuff. And I totally tried grunting and snort wheezing at him with your voice on yes, Halloween. With Eve. my voice, because I was like, Can you "Give I'm us not, an example of this." Here, absolutely like? not. No, absolutely. Why? Did, so, did, did, did you're grunting Wisconsin accents up there too? No, they don't. <laughs> but it was so bad. Like, and I bag. Did it. it was. <laughs> what was that? Instead of a, instead of a mer, it's more of a meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every note just says bag, <laughs> bag. They're like goats up there. <laughs> it's weird. Weird as shit. Sorry, right, though. They're many, doing all right. Go on with your story. How many cheese curds <laughs> yeah. did you have in your tree sand snack? None. 
What's your favorite tree stand? Sneak. It kill the the, the the bullshit of this podcast of this podcast kills Ross. I love it. <laughs> he hates it. He hates it so much. He's like, he's, continue with the fucking story. He probably so gets really invested because he wants to hear about big deer getting killed. And meanwhile, we're here, Lord Chandler and Doe's bleating and fucking Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hunt camp story, but we got to. Ross is right. We got to keep right, it real. So, sorry, Daddy. Okay, Jesus, dude. <laughs> wow. Come on, man. Here we go. Anyway, so Thank my, you, Allison. my oh. awful my awful grunting abilities failed and he never like even flinched, like had, didn't pay any attention to it, and I literally was like laughing at myself <laughs> because I sounded so ridiculous. Oh my god. But <laughs> Fetish shit I've heard. I'm sorry. It's a weird reaction. He's <laughs> like, oh my like, god! Like that came like you were at a bar. Like I saw this guy and I was like, hey, and he just kept walking. Like, did you drink? That's the story of my life. Oh my god! <laughs> but I can see like that too because like podcast with Andre DeQuisto. I've heard him like fake grunt. I'm like, yeah, that's a grunt call. Like, yeah, right. You can grunt call. I can't. No, nope, I can't. I mean, if I really practice, but. I, I can snort wheeze, but I can't. I can't grunt. Yeah, I can see, especially how you can't because you you just can't make your voice that way. No, it's not possible. No, my voice isn't deep enough. Like I think I. Do you guys grunt with your voice at all, Austin Ross? Bill? I never have. Never. Austin, never? you snort wheeze. Snort wheeze is is fairly easy compared to a. Grunt, you don't need though, right? like you don't need. You need air to snort wheeze. Yeah, you don't need like a range to do that. You don't need like you a gotta like. Or, like uh, a, I got a deep like voice. You think I could grunt, grunt call? Yeah, you just have to. It's just how good it, and how loud and try, or projected you could do it. No, I'm not going to try. Well, like, it's just it like, just depends on how low you can get your voice. Like you have yeah. to have this like deep, like in the lungs, throat. Like it's. I don't even. And, and are you going to do a short grunt or are you going to do a long? I was long, trying to do literally any grunt. sort of grunt, and I couldn't do. It was so... You guys, it was so bad. It was so bad. You should have done this on the chick who's wanting to get the guy's attention. <clears throat> I give you credit, though, for trying, though, because... Yeah. It's... I mean, you had to do what you had to do. I was just do. desperate. Here, here's my grunt. It's not going to be good. It's a good bullfrog grunt. I was say bullfrog all the way right there. <laughs> yep. That's my grunt. Like, I have a grunt but to thing is, I'm not deer. grunting like that at any deer. Like, I'm just like... <clears throat> Okay, yeah, that sounds dumb. All but right, do you, so do you have, like, when you go to stop a deer, like, I have a grunt that I do when I go to stop a deer, but it's not, like, me it, really it, making a it, ditch effort. It, yeah, pretty much something like mine's, that. You do, mine's not, mine's this. I start doing this. So Ross I do, knows mine. I either go, <laughs> or I go, or I'll go, Ooh. if I feel like they're. You kiss at them, huh? Because it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Really? If close, it's quiet. Why don't we just do, like, a, like a. Because I've had deer jump on me when doing it. When you go, mm. man, yeah, like real, like jump real, the shot. Yes, seriously. I had a buck at ten yards underneath me. Just go, Move. and I he didn't hear me at first, but the second time I did it, he jumped out of his fucking skin, <laughs> and I didn't get a shot at him because he ran. <laughs> and, and, fucking and ever since then, it it haunts my soul because I went, I went, bet, bet, bet. like okay. he was underneath me, didn't hear me, okay. bet. Yeah, it took off. Right. I'm like, where's the happy medium, bro? Like, yeah. I had me half dude. What the fuck? I had a doe do that to me one time. Ross, was no, no shit. Yeah, that was a good time, though. I mean, we were, <laughs> we were inside a redneck, <laughs> and I, she's about 20 yards, and it's just still. And I go, meh. Oh, and it echoed yeah. inside that redneck, oh, and she <laughs> just blasted out of there. Ross oh, was like, well, that could have went better, <laughs> dude. Dude, inside the blind, it was like, moo. <laughs> 
I'm like, oh shit. You might as well have the megaphone out there. Right? Hey, the thing about it is, uh, she had two strikes ahead of that, so that was a third strike. No. First strike was she was coming in, dropped the cell phone. I did off my lap, boom, right on the bottom of the line, like, like exploded. Sounded like a bomb going off. Then Austin clicked the safety on the old crossbow, and she went click, like hard click, and the does, all three of them, or two for of them. real of that. Oh, it was dude. it was quiet. She was like twenty yards, and it was it was like this morning. You know, it was quiet. Yeah, you could yeah, hear, a, you could hear a mouse fart. Those rednecks, those rednecks <laughs> get a little loud. Dude, is it, is okay, so <laughs> so then the doe hears the click, and she's like, what, 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 what? Nope, never mind. So she decides See to you. take oh, two more mind. steps, and I thought it was necessary to stop her with a man. <laughs> Hey, hey. I got this all on camera. You ever yell at the entire field? See, I'm scared now because of that. I'm scared to because both my bucks last year they stopped naturally, and it was just like there they are, boom, there you boom, go, let yep. it loose, yep. perfect. But even Lord Chandler couldn't get it done. Actually, the last the last three bucks I've killed were natural stop type, just yeah. in the the pocket type shots. Man, it's it's so, crazy. You can get in the habit of just naturally trying to stop them by man. See, don't don't do that. If you can get out of that, but stay out of it. Sometimes you have to let it rip. Like the um, yeah, the does I shot this year, and I want to go back. I think this is a fun conversation. We're, we're getting back way to, off. No, that's out. okay though. No, 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 no. I'm laughing because I am literally just picturing. Kurt's, Kurt's bullfrog grunt. <laughs> Dude, it's better than bag. Bag. But the the first doe I shot, I tried to stop her, and she got like funky, like started like hopping, and then she slowed down. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna shoot her moving, and I hit her a little far back, and I'm like, yep. God damn it, because I thought she was 15 yards. I didn't think it'd be that, you know what I mean? Right. That much. I didn't want to lead her. So, and then the other doe was just stopped naturally, and I just pinwheeled her. At 40 and whatever, but I don't know. I'm scared now to make vocalizations at deer to stop them to shoot them. Yep. You know, I don't know what is the right move there, but I don't remember if I did with this one or not. I seriously blacked out like for a good yeah, just which is crazy. Shot. Somebody so, asked me the other day like how many grunts I did at him, and I'm like, I don't know. Like I remember putting the grunt tube to my mouth, but I don't remember anything following that. Like. Really? So so let's go back to that then. I just thought that was an interesting conversation because it's so, especially right now, that's a tip, a good mm-hmm. tip off to have like, how hard do you stop a deer? Essentially yeah. is like, wh- where's your scale? You're, you're loud in the spectrum. Well, and I've never even thought of that. Like I've never even, I, I personally haven't had a case where I've done that, where I've done the grunt to stop them and I've never had them jump. Yeah. Jump I've, the I've had both on each end. Yeah. I've had them not hear me when I'm going, hey, hey, hey. I've literally yelled at deer to <laughs> yeah. have them fucking stop. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, don't stop. Yep. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the situation. The individual. Mm-hmm. They're indi- yeah. That's when I go back to saying it, nothing is for sure. Like, nothing's definite. You, in deer hunting, they're, they have personalities. It's so different. You can go. We're, we're always talking in generalizations. No matter what anyone says, it's always generally, even if I'm like, yeah, deer do this on the podcast, always translate that as generally deer do this. 
Like, if someone's like, this is what deer do and this is what deer only do, no. don't fucking listen to someone that says shit like that right. because it's ignorant. Because they know better. Not all deer do Every what deer that different. deer before did. Every deer is different. Well, yep. not only that, but, like, it depends on where you're hunting. I mean, like, exactly. farmland versus, like, where I hunt up north, like, they're so used to those, like, yeah. yelling like that. They're used to that. Like, they're right by the farm. They can hear talking right. almost regularly. <coughs> they can so they hear. they even look over. Like, well, that's why when, exactly. when we do the DeQuisto series podcast and I'm talking to Andre and Cody and I'm trying to get them to break, like, shit down, they're like, well, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it uh, it always just depends. Yep. Like what it it's not all the same across the board. So mm-hmm. that's why I think they get irritated a lot. Like you see me what's coming the, at it's not black point? and white. Right. No. Right. Exactly. You see me coming at them from trying to like get listener questions answered, and but I like that they kind of get frustrated with me through that because it gets them to kind of elaborate. Or, like the frustration of them is more intriguing than if they're just like nah and spit it out. Yeah. So, but they're just like, well, it's situational. Almost everything is like, well, it depends. It's situational. Yep. If a deer's doing this, then you probably want to do this. Yep. But if he's doing this, then you want to change it up and do this. And it like may or may not work. <laughs> right. And you can't just lay it out there, uh, pinpoint exactly how that deer's acting. I mean, you got yeah. every deer's different, so every yeah. situation's different. Yeah. You have to be a hunter that's uh, that's why mobility is a big thing that's why adaptability is a big thing in hunting and that's this is gets to a good point of how you moved around like you put in the ability and the adaptability to get this deer to where he's sitting right here on the studio table um because your dad moved that stand to a spot oh, yeah. where you said you didn't really care for oh you guys i was so mad damn does, he, does so kev, mad. Old kev know about how mad you were damn oh kev knows okay i didn't know kev kev knows. Got, he knows kev got like a kev earful, got schooled damn it kev. through text and like i felt bad after the fact like it wasn't his fault it was poor communication on old my Papa. part and i told him like even after the fact i was like i'm sorry like I'm just really frustrated. It sucks when you put in so much time and effort, and now it's we're getting into crunch time, and this is when it matters the most. And, like, it just, you know, I've, I've put in so much time, and my and heart is really in this. I, my heart is really in this. Well, and I knew I gave him permission to move the stand. I just thought, like, based on what I had told him prior about, like, where I wanted it, I thought he moved it relatively, and it wasn't. It wasn't that far from where it initially was. It was just in, like, so it was up on a hill, up on a flat, and he moved it down into the ditch below. Yep. And so anything, like, I mean, A, there was maybe two spots for shots, and then B, like, anything that came off that flat would either, they'd see you right away, or you wouldn't see them until they were right in front of you. Yep. And you'd have no time to get ready. And that was, and I am, I am not adaptable in that sense. Mm -hmm. Like I need to see a deer coming. I need to be able to get ready. I need to, you know, um, and I just, I mean, I wouldn't have had a shot on anything until it was like past me. Hey, not necessarily. You get, you get stuck on the spot. You're like, holy smokes, right in front of you. Like you got to do everything like literally instincts your instincts come into play and all of a sudden you draw your bow and you shoot you have no idea what you did visualize Mm -hmm. the deer's visualized part you just shot him he he, a monster just rolled into your unfamiliar zone and bam sometimes i think that's better too yeah but i'm more worried about about like like i'm not kidding maybe like 
10 yard like so i say i'm sitting here 10 yards in front of me is that i mean if that deer looks up and sees this blob in the tree which like mm-hmm. I've, I've been there i know exactly you know, what you're like, saying right yep. you know it's, it's, i didn't want to risk it like i would rather be not only that but like there was a a thick area on top where i was like this is where the bucks are going to cruise. This is where they're going to they're going to stick to this stuff. They're not going to venture that, far. That right there is exactly what Austin tells me all the time. He goes, "Where you plan on that deer coming? He ain't coming. He's going to surprise you. And he's going to come from another one, direction." This is that's where this one came. Though. Well, fuck them. <laughs> no, man, you're wrong too, Ross. <laughs> I'm wrong. All I'm saying is, get ready for your, your yeah the, the, the plan that you don't have in place. Like, be ready for that. Yeah. Like, and, and and all I'm saying is, it, you know, you get ready, you shoot all year long, and you get these instincts, and then all of a sudden something happens outside of the bubble that you plan on, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, bam! You, I mean, you shoot him in five seconds from the time you see him to killing him, it's it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Because your instincts kicked in, you have no idea what you did. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but I know what you're saying. I mean, yeah. you want to plan that... Yeah, I'm playing that kill out. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it was also a matter of, like, I couldn't couldn't see up top. And, like, so even if something was up there, I I couldn't have shot up there either. Like, I literally had shooting basically behind me, and that was it. Um, So I was just, I just didn't have a good feeling about it. And, again, I was pissed off and whatever, and... Um, so then I told my dad after the fact, I was like, I'm moving this stand tomorrow. Like I need, I don't, I don't want the stand here. (laughs) And, um, dad, listen, step off. (laughs) I hear you. We get what you're saying. Yeah. But well, no, he wasn't like kick rocks. It was his, well, so, and he was like, okay. He's like, I moved it. Like I'll come, I'll come out tomorrow and, and we'll move it. And he's like, where do you want it? And I said, let's put it back to where it originally was that Mm -hmm. because literally you're right and he's wrong well in the last like the week prior (laughs) let's talk about how you were right and he was wrong i was right he was wrong (laughs) um i think i think kurt's now the most hated uh guy on this podcast and i've lost that i've lost that privilege i didn't want i haven't once been a creep at all to allison on the show unlike your Dude, he doesn't hate me because of a Not creep even, to his daughter. Okay. He hates me because he, of the shit I've. He doesn't said. hate you because you have zero chance. <laughs> he hate no. He hates him because of the things he said. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably it. Yeah, right. I think I think ATA was a little bit. Oh, of that. Boy. I'm yeah. surprised he still shakes my hand. I love that guy to death. But uh, all right, come on, let's talk to him. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> um, Roll back in. Keep him going, Ross. Yeah. Appreciate it. Steve, Thank shut you. the fuck up. All Thank right? you, Lord Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> here we go okay your dad was wrong continue again. on you move the stand yeah. back so uh so i moved this we moved the stand back uh to where it originally was and so i went back out there and and this was like halloween morning ho- like the night before halloween into halloween morning it had been snowing just mm-hmm. non-stop yep and, i mean we got probably four or five inches of snow and i knew I honestly like slept in my car for a little bit at the property until I, I knew when the snow was going to stop. So I kind of planned on walking in just mm-hmm. before and I knew as soon as the snow stopped that the deer were going to be up and moving. So I got out there and then the snow stopped and um, I had a doe and a nubbin buck come in. Do you guys call them nubbin bucks by the way? Nubbin yeah. What well, I, I, I Button. Yeah. Button. I got made fun of, like, the other day, or last night I was telling somebody the story. What do they call and them they out east, Bill? 
Button bucks. Billion button bucks. Some of you have. Yeah. Yeah. normal yeah. humans. It's just the yeah. Wisconsin folks. Nubbin. I guess so. Like what you call it? Oven buck? Nubbin? Nubbin? Just nubbin. Oh, buck. nubbin. He's nubbin. I think call him the oven buck. Like, yeah, shoot him, put him oven. in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> He's delicious. I feel like a nubbin buck is Steve's body type. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> Dude, the bucks are always sense. slim, dude. They don't have shit on their necks, bro. Okay, <laughs> some, nubbin, some nubbin bucks. They got chased up to me by like a little, a li- it was a little basket eight pointer that chased him up there and he was grunting the whole way and then he ended up taking off and the doe and the button buck stayed up by me and I was just kind of watching them and I don't know, like during the rut, I just love watching, like, or, yeah. well, anytime, I just love watching deer. Like, it's just cool to watch their behaviors and anyway... So I was sitting there watching them, and all of a sudden I look up, and it's about, it's, this is probably around 5 o'clock, and I saw him in that thick stuff where I knew, like, I was like, they're going to cruise through there, and sure enough, that's where he came from, and he hit a scrape, and uh, he started kind of walking again through this, he, like, dipped back into the thick stuff and started walking kind of down the hill, and I was like, He's going to try to skirt by me. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna grunt at him a couple of times and see if I can get him to, you know, start coming this way. Mm-hmm. So then um, he, I grunted at him, I think, like three times, and he just came to a dead stop. Like, wasn't moving. Like, not. This, this is with a grunt tube, right? With a grunt tube, yes. Okay. Not no, you with weren't my ribbiting at him, right? You weren't no. like, I made sure. Ribbit, ribbit. You were bullfrogging. <laughs> You're not bullfrogging him. Halloween, sorry, sorry, sorry. Halloween day, I made sure to have my grunt tube. Like, that okay. was the one thing that I was like, I need that. Mm-hmm. So I brought that, and yeah, so I grunted at him a couple of times, and he just came to a dead stop, like, was super still, not moving, and, and it felt like it was like five minutes, but I'm sure it was probably just two and um so then that little button buck comes up to the top and uh and finally he sees the button buck and they kind of like lock eyes for a minute and he starts like coming in and walks straight towards me and then kind of skirts around to where this nubbin buck and the um and the doe. What? Move the through button it. Move buck. Through it. What, what the, kind of buck? The button buck and the doe. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Um, he like hops over this log and I'm, there's a tree to the left of me and he's, that's kind of where he's moving. He's moving to the left of me about 15. Well, at this point he was probably at like 30 yards. And, um, so he hops over this log and I'm like, I have my bow ready and everything. And, and I knew that either like I was going to get a shot at him through this tree, like through the branches. I was like, either I'm going to put an arrow in the tree or... I might connect. Like, we'll we'll see what happens. And I, it was one of those things where I was like, I probably shouldn't be taking this shot. Like, mm, yeah. this isn't, you know. But I, I think I was just, I was at a point in the season where I was just, after last season and then this season, I was just like, okay, I want to make something happen. Willing mm-hmm. to risk it. I was, yeah. will, I was willing, willing to risk, to risk it, it. That's to be the honest. cleanest way to put that. To yep. be honest. And I, you know... I never, ever want to wound something, and that was definitely a thought that was in my mind, but I was pretty confident that there was a a shot between all the branches that I was like, the moment he steps in there, that's when I'm going to shoot, and I'm going to just, you know, drive it right through. And sure enough, like, right at, he kind of, it was just almost perfect. Like, he stepped right into that spot, 
and just like took one step forward and like opened up his shoulder Mm -hmm. and that's when i released and i saw that arrow like hit him and i i still wasn't sure but i was like okay at least i connected like yeah i know i know i can see my arrow sticking out of him and i could see the fletching way more confident than you were the year before no not at all like i would say less really okay less less because last year build up for a last year my arrow disappeared like i could see my arrow go into him and Uh disappear Whereas this one, I could see the arrow sticking out of him, and I think part of me was like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't get, I didn't get the same penetration. Right. Yeah. So then I automatically, and so he mule kicked right away, and he took off, and he went running down the hill, and I, I didn't see him drop. Yeah. And so it was like all, it was like last year all over again, and I just kind of set myself up for that anguish. I was just like, "Here we go again," type of deal. Exactly, yeah. and I, and I was just like, you know. I started beating myself up and and I posted the video the other day because the last year I was so confident and I took a video and everybody like I had so many people say tell me like you shouldn't have posted that if you you know like if you didn't know if he was dead and I was like well I posted it because I was that confident that he was right. dead like right yeah right that's, that's, and, that's what bow hunting is yeah so then this year, like, I decided to take a video again. Like, I, I that wasn't the first thing I did. But, like, I kind of sat down and just, like, analyzed everything that had happened, kind of collected myself, and called my dad right away. And I was like, hey, I hit one. Like, this is what happened. And and I saw the arrow sticking out of him. It, it looks like it was right on the shoulder or just behind. And I don't know what kind of penetration I got. Like, I saw the fletching sticking out of him. And... And I don't really know how this is going to go, but I, I know you're, and I, I knew he was at home and he was getting some stuff done. And so I was like, if you could come out and just like help me track this deer, like if you can't, it's fine. I I can do it on my own, but like, I just don't know how this is going to go. And, um, so then got off the phone with him and I just like sat there a little bit longer, knocked another arrow. Cause I was like, well, shit, like. If I have to get down and I'm going to track this thing, because there was still plenty of daylight. Like by the time I shot him, it was like five fifteen, and this was before <laughs> oh, shit. this was before <laughs> right, daylight right. savings. So, mm-hmm. um, so then knocked another arrow, and I just kind of sat there and and like I said, I mean, I took this, I took another video, just kind of like running through what had just happened, and like my, I just set myself for, up for failure, like thinking that this deer, like I don't know if I'm going to find this deer right away. So then I uh, told my dad, I was like, I can't see blood from where I'm sitting. Like, usually in the snow, it's definitely a lot more apparent, right, right. depending on how yeah, good the Yeah, that's a good reminder. Is. Like, there's snow, like, abnormal for mm-hmm. this time for us. Yeah, especially right. Halloween. So um, so then I got down, and I went back. I went to, like, where he was when I initially hit him, and I could see the leaves kicked up and everything, like, where he took off, and... Sure enough, I look ahead and it was, it looked like splatter paint almost like, like it wasn't a lot of blood, but I mean, there was like, you know, little, there were little drops just like splattered everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so then that was about five yards from where I initially took off another five yards. I found my arrow and there that was broke off like halfway and yep, it was like halfway broke Mm. off, but there was blood, there was blood like up further on the arrow gotcha so then um 
and and when I found that and when I saw that like there was half my arrow whereas last year I only found like the top third of my arrow yeah I was like shit like there I'm not gonna find this deer like I didn't yeah. get enough penetration like he's not you know this is was there blood up how how far up was the blood not far not far oh, really no like last year it was there was blood up on the fletching this year there was maybe like weird a little bit of blood up on the arrow okay. Really? So then, and and this was, mind you, this was do you my... Want, do you want to break down the shot? Like, in my instinct right now, I want to conversate on the shot because yeah. I think that's the that's part of the... That's I don't want to say that's part of the fun because it's normally not part of the fun if you have to analyze the shot closely. Yeah. But it's part of, like, the... But I got there. Like, I was... I had analyzed the shot. Right. So it, it's kind of part of, like, every bow hunter's... Um, like sports center plus this is like replay necessary piece of the puzzle. It's And I think that's why I like <laughs> to break down that type of situation so much is like like from the tree, what do you see? Yeah. Well, when you release the arrow, exactly where do you see that arrow hit? And this, what's what's it feel? I mean like This is your wet too, but like, you were on the pin. I mean you settled, you followed through. And that was where I blacked out. Like I honestly, and what I think I did was. I love your honesty there, by the way. I'm well, cause last year I really concentrated on my shot. Like I focused on the follow through. I focused on literally every possible little thing that I could have. Yeah. And and this year it just was like it all happened so fast. That I just didn't have, I didn't have time to sit there and be like, oh, I need to do this. I need to, you know, like it just happens so quick, and I really can't tell you what it is I did. But but what I think you shoot your bow all the time, and that's the thing. Like I really practiced this summer, especially towards the end. But at the same token, like there are things that I do when I practice that I know that there's things that I do that when I'm not paying attention and not focusing on the shot, like. I know what I mess up on, and right. there's times where I will like, you know. Usually, I have a looser grip on the on the handle, and I think what I did was I, you know, at the last minute, I think I like did a full grip. Yep. And my wrist always like I always shoot Torque. to the left. Yeah. I yep. always, always, always shoot to the left, and that's what I think happened because I I remember where I was aiming and where I hit him. It's like okay, yep, that's that's what I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I when I saw the arrow hit him, it was, I mean, not really that. It was just a little high, and to the left, and it was just. It looked. I couldn't tell if it had hit the shoulder blade, mm-hmm. or if it was literally just behind. Like it was just on that fine line where that shoulder kind of like the shoulder crease. Yep. I mean, it was just right there on that fine line. Yeah. And, um, and I, I mean, it, when it hit him, I could see the arrow. And I, he, I mean, move. The, the moment my arrow hit him, he was moving. Like, he, okay, the so mule this is where I want to get, like, to where you break down the shot. Like, because that, like, going back to that, that is the fun part. That is, well, not always the fun part, but it, it's the technical part, part of, like, the important part of, like, how how soon do I blood trail an animal? How do I go about blood trailing an animal? Um, especially if you shoot in the afternoon, like do you wait overnight? How do you approach it? Um, 
because we all know the double lung. It, that's a pretty standard thing if you bow hunted long enough. Like we've all, if you bow hunt long enough, you get to learn every type of uh, shot for the most part. Like I've been through some blood trails that I didn't think were going to be good that pick up to be fucking incredible. And then you find the deer. I've been on blood trails. You think the deer is going to be dead in 20 yards. And the next thing you know, you got to sneak up on the thing and put another arrow in it. Like I'm, and, and that's why I've always talked about on the show is if your buddy shoots a deer, halt them. If you have the time, Hey, don't move. Let me meet you out there. Let's blood trail together. Like that's let's go on this blood trail. Let's take it step by step. And I find myself, the older I get and the busier I get, the less time I have for that type of shit. Um, but I wish, I, I really need to slow down more. And I think we all should. I don't have the patience. I That's my yeah. problem is I don't really? have the patience. I mean, I had the patience to sit there and just like. Steve's, well, Steve's going to go pee right now. No, I was going to no, use no, you as an no, example. No. Your buck last year was a good example. And I know we're right. on your story of your buck, yeah. but I feel like no, this is right. all important points to make across. It's relevant. Uh, other way. Um, like your buck, you shot. You felt confident last year on your buck, and how do we we broke that blood we broke that blood trail down? I, I, it, I and it sucks sometimes because you want to go find the deer and you're busy and you got to get home to your wife and kids and blah 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 whatever you got to do. But yeah, but so <coughs> I shot this deer and I felt really confident on it. I was like, I, I, I think this buck's dead. Time goes on, I don't have this deer in my hands and the. The shit starts building up in my head. It's like well, this deer might not be dead. Without like dragging the side. Okay, yeah, side. yeah. We met up on the blood trail. Yeah, we we met up on the blood trail, and I remember specifically one of the finest moments of my life was uh we finally we like we see blood. So I was like, hey, I shot this deer at like you know twenty four yards. We got twenty four yards. Don't see anything. Go out a couple yards. We start seeing blood. I'm like. All right, there's blood. We're good. This is awesome. When Kurt goes, hey, I got blood here, and I go, well, I got blood over here, and we're, like, right next to each other where we knew that blood was squirting out both sides. There was there was a moment, and uh, every time I hunt this spot, I actually I, I recall this moment. Um, I had a couple weeks ago where Kurt goes, yo, dude, you got a dead deer, my friend. Was exactly how you yeah, said it. Yeah, certain blood trails he just now. You, you yeah. were like... You're like, there's blood here, but you got a dead deer, my friend. And to me, I started getting super pumped up, but Kurt was like, dude, you need to look at this. You need to see what's going on here. And I I remember, and I still have the, like, I'm, I can see it right now, just how that blood was. And that was, the, the feeling that I got when I saw that blood versus the feeling that I got when I got to the deer are actually comparable. It's it, it's wild. Like you wouldn't think, but when when Kurt's like, "Dude, you got a dead deer," and I saw that coming out both sides, I was like, "Dude, this is just." It, it was an incredible feeling. My point so, I was trying to make is like, you you always break down a blood trail. Yeah, and, and it was great. It was great. You know, did, did I drag that on? I'm sorry. No, you're no, fine. You're fine. But but <laughs> I, I feel like it's just worth mentioning, it especially is. having yeah. a rough rough shot to. This type of shot, which you were unsure about. Well, and going from last year, I mean, I had my dad come out. We blood trailed. Then having my buddy come out with his right. dog. Then yeah. another dog coming out. And it was like, I at one point in time, as soon as I started getting on this blood trail this year, mm-hmm. I called my dad and I was like, you know, I called him after I found that arrow. And I was like, 
you know, I don't know if, I don't know if we should back out. Like, I don't know if, um, should we call for a dog right away? Like before we go in there and I mean, I was just second guessing everything. So then, um, but of course then my, I don't blame you. I, I get it. Like my, just my, Again, my impatience took over. So, and, so, and I could see, like, I could see a line of blood, like, the whole way. It wasn't like, you know, oh, here's blood and... Like, you could walk it. Yeah. And so, I just, I kept going with it. And again, it was just, like, splatter paint the whole way. Yeah. And um, so, I followed that for about 60, 70 yards. And, and finally, I looked up and I just saw his body laying there. And I was just like... No fucking How way. far like, is he when you spotted him? Like, how far? Ten yards. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right ten up yards. on his ass. I yeah. was on okay. him. And I, like, yeah, so I didn't cool. even walk up to him right away. I called my dad, and I just, like, of course, and again, I started, like, crying. <laughs> well, yeah. Because I was, like, and I didn't even see his, like, antlers at this point. Like, I just saw his body, and I was just, like, I think I had just built myself up so much to, like, be let down. Like, I was just kind of thinking, like gonna be a long night ahead it's like, almost like gonna... you had an abusive relationship with hunting seriously yes <laughs> that is exactly what it felt good like God. like i was just i was ready <laughs> to just be let down like it was a good analogy i was ready to be let down dude i've what, been every beat, steve's I've had date. shit beat out of me by hunting that's why i appreciate it so much <laughs> that's how it felt and i was just kind I of love it. it's okay no i'm with you because it's just i mean you have so many highs and so many like yeah. really low lows and that's where i was last year the highs are the best highs yeah. the lows are the worst lows man yep. it's humbling for like human existence I <laughs> it so, is for real though yeah. it really is before you get to that it is. So, you need it, it. you need yep. that high and low like you, to make to it drives you even more like it's like okay yeah this is why i do this like yep. and honestly i mean even if he wasn't as big as he was like if he would have been what he was last year i still would have been just as freaking stoked yeah, like for sure i would have just been happy to have a deer on the ground after last year and i told right. my dad like weeks or like a week or two prior i said i just want that redemption buck like it doesn't have to be as big as the one that i shot last year i just want something that is comparable <laughs> that makes that not that it fills that void but like something to you know make all the hard work not worth it but like i i I just wanted something to show for it and i remember i specifically told my dad like when i was mad at him i said you know it's frustrating when you put all the time and the effort in whatever and then i said i'm sick of watching antlers walk away like I'm just so, like, I mean, after years, I passed up, like, my family will tell you that I passed up bucks that I probably shouldn't have passed up for years. Like, Mm -hmm. years and years went by that I was not shooting deer, and because I was hope I was waiting for something like this, and so it's just, you know, it, it was at that point where it was, like, just great to finally see a deer on the ground. And I called my dad, and like I said, I was started crying just because I was like so almost like surprised by it too, and I was just like excited. Yeah, I was emotional. excited. So to did finally... you walk up to the buck, or did you wait for your dad? I called it. No, I walked up to him, but like I call, I like had him on the phone, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I have arrow knocked. Like I'm gonna walk up and just like poke him and make sure he's dead, you know. 
And, um, and sure enough, like I walked up to him and I picked him up and I was like, holy shit. Like he was way (laughs) bigger than what I thought he was on the hoof. Like, Uh On the hoof, like did you know I knew you he had was like big? this big a deer on your hands? Like when you're first looking at him, like was your brain wrapping around like this no. is a one seventy buck? Oh no, and and that's the thing. Like so, I have never. This is the first deer that I've ever scored. Like I've never had any deer that I was like, oh yeah, I have to score this. Yeah. And I have this guy read me out the other day for saying this, but like, I've never like score is not important to me. Like I don't look, I don't hunt by the score of a deer. Like, and maybe that's because of where I've hunt. Like maybe that's just where I was hunting and where I grew up. Like we haven't had deer. Straight up good hunter. That's just, you hunt for maturity. I mean, I've been the only one, I've been the only one, not the only one, but like, I've really tried to practice quality management and, you know, which is really difficult in some of the places that I hunt because there's poaching, there's, you know, right. there's so many other factors that it makes right. it really difficult. So when you get a deer, it's just like, you're almost, you just got to be happy about yeah, it. And, yeah, you know, especially if it, if, if I pull the trigger on something, like it's because I feel like that's a good deer. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pull the trigger on something that I'm like, Eh, like right right uh, it's brown it's down like i'm not a i'm not a meat hunter like don't get me wrong i think it's fine if you do hunt for meat but personally like i just have goals for yeah. bucks and i want to yep. that i, I want to meet i think so. people can get on board with that like especially like calling it like that you know what i mean yeah like you're just that's what that's what you're going for yeah and that's that's just my hey, you personal... know what it is it's selective hunting it is yeah it is. it's selective hunting is better than shooting anything that moves yeah and that's just i mean <laughs> that's, that's what... just how i've always been yeah. like and you've gone years without killing a monster. And there's there's a Just ton of guys never, out there that'll say it takes years without killing a buck in general to do that. So if you can do that every five years or whatever, however many years it takes to make a buck like that, is incredible. I mean, this buck is. I mean, I measured a lot of deer. I'm a measure. It not many bucks is a typical. Make that 170 realm. It's very rare. It is rare. They just don't come around. It takes genetic. It takes age. It takes. But that's the thing. Environment. Like when I initially, when I initially walked up to him and picked him up, I the thought never crossed my mind. I wasn't like, oh, I gotta score this deer. Like, oh, I, you know, like it just didn't pop into my head. It was more like, holy shit, this is my biggest buck to date. This is this is a huge. This is a really great deer. Like this is what I've been waiting it wasn't, for. And this that's is, what I said in like yep. a video. I was just like, this is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for a deer like this, and yep. this is what I yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. disregard the, the score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so excited. No, he's about. a giant. That 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 is a true giant. And that's what Wisconsin whitetail dreams are made of. I did not like one seventy. Did not like my dad. I sent you the video of my mm-hmm. dad's reaction and he was like, Oh, he's like, we got to have Brian score this up. Brian's one of my cousins. And, um, he happened to be at my dad's house that night and he's like, we got to have him score this up. And I didn't even think like when I did start thinking about scoring, I was 170 was not even a thought in my mind. I was like, Oh yeah. Like 140, 150, like <laughs> literally uh-huh. not even, I, not with twos that's and threes how, and beams like that's that. how, that's how like naive I am though about 
scoring. You're just like, like beat I'm down not, a little bit. Too. I'm like, just like, I'm just happy to like, this is a exactly. nice deer to me. And I was like, yeah. well, and I didn't know. I mean, I know how to score a deer, but I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things that get overlooked. And it's hard to judge. Well, and with yeah. deductions and like all that other stuff. And, I was and, like, I, have and no I might add, it's hard to judge your own deer. Yeah. Because yeah. well, you want it to be bigger. You're like, yep. like, I can't judge my own deer. I, my buck I killed last year was like easy one sixty. Well, Chandler, well, I, I thought he was too. Chandler's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, he's one. I was like one fifty eight. Chandler's like, I'm with you one fifty eight. One, you know, you like you called I me. Thought, I thought that deer was solid fifties. And what it was? Yeah, he? he's he was just a touch shy of one fifty. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, this is a buck right here. But he didn't shrink. I mean, that's a. I mean, he's a, just a big deer. He's a good buck. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a five-year-old deer, like five and a half-year-old deer. We yeah. pulled him out. He's a heavy. Well, look than, at the neck on him. That's not a four-year-old. Yeah, yeah. He was a heavy old boy. Like, yeah, yeah. no it, kidding. I pick him up though. I'm like, whoa, shit. He's one sixty. That's all the day. one from last year. Yeah. Yep. But to put yourself in Allison's shoes and kill this deer. Yeah. When you're in Wisconsin. Yeah. Where there's like the Orange Army and everybody. Uh, like, there's a lot of that's, killers. Yeah. That's what I wanted to, to touch on earlier. Come so, full circle and then bang. Yeah. When it, so, when I brought the episode to a screeching halt earlier, right? <laughs> you remember? <laughs> Kurt, you remember? You remember? Yeah, well, yeah, we were all there. <laughs> remember, uh, Which time? <laughs> <laughs> the first time. Uh, I, cause it, I, I didn't want to bring the harvest in right away, but I wanted to bring the relationship that you have with Kevin, your dad, who hates me. I love him. He hates me. Um, <laughs> wonder why. One of, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> one, of, one of the coolest things was um, the post you put was you were like, normally whenever I call him, he's a 40-minute drive. You, you were like, I swear he made it in 10. When you were like, yo, I shot this big deer. And after the season you had had, your dad was like, yeah, I'm first on scene. Let's go. Because I, and I know those you were his it. exact words. I'm, I'm first on scene. Yo, I'm first on scene. You guys know my dad. Like, yeah, right. He, yeah. Those words would not. I, I thought he talked like that. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to appeal to younger yeah. audience, okay. right? Man, let's, let's give it to Steve. Yo, he's first on <laughs> scene. But, but you, you call them and you're like, look, I've got this deer. And how how fast do you think he drove? I seriously, there? like, I swear to God, it was like ten minutes. Like from the time that, like, I mean, <laughs> the initial call. The, so my call when I said like that I had recovered him. Yeah. From the time that I made that call that I recovered him to when he got there, that seemed like it was ten fifteen minutes. Really? Like no joke. Like he was suddenly there, and um, we. I met him up by the stand, which, like, I completely forgot that there was even a trail camera yes, up and there. Yes, you put, you put that in there. I was going to bring that yeah. up, too. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I like, walked up to him, and as he's getting closer to me, I start doing this, like, stupid dance. Like, I'm just going nuts just because, like, I finally have somebody there, <laughs> like, and of all people, my dad, to celebrate with. Like, and he's the one person that I'm just, like... I don't care who else is there. Like, I just want my yeah. dad there. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I started doing this stupid dance and, like, he's walking towards me, all of a sudden I finally, like, compose myself and see the, ca- like, trail camera going off. And I'm like, oh, God. So, like, there's pictures of me, like, doing this dumb dance. Like, and you have to us, frame like, celebrating, to us, us celebrating to. together. So, um, So, yeah, like, he gave me a huge hug and, like, 
when we got down there, it was funny because he just, like, in the video, I started taking a video of him. And even after that, like, every time he looked at that buck, he was like, holy shit, Allison. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, just keep saying it and saying it. Like, How long has your dad hunted in that area? Five days. <laughs> no, I mean, like, around that general area. How long has he been hunting up there? Um... So like, I guess he how hasn't long has ever, your dad been hunting? He in had my dad's been hunting since he was since he was a little kid, um, but he hmm, he's hunted that area like that county. Like he hasn't the this was the first year that he had ever hunted that property that I shot this buck on. Um, he had not, he had been hunting that area probably since I was a kid. So about like 20 years. So he's been hunting for 20 years. Has he ever shot? No. Anything like this? He said, he <laughs> said, this is bigger than anything I've ever shot. And I didn't believe him until then, until we scored it. And well, I, I can just like, imagine okay. how proud he was to yeah. walk up yeah. and yeah. see an animal. So like I would be so much more stoked if my daughter shot a hunt. No kidding. Right. Than me. So that's. that's the bottom line there. And that's kind of the reason why I brought it I, I jumped the gun. I brought it up earlier in the episode. But, um, you know, after after the season you had, last season, we got to meet Kevin at ATA and then uh, in Madison. And he became one of my favorite guys. I know he hates my guts. And I got to meet your grandpa. <laughs> funny side story. <laughs> but um, one of the best things, this is why I was like, excited to bring it up, was when... I saw that you, like, you were sending some pictures in the Snapchat, and I was like, oh, Allison killed a giant deer. And then you posted pictures with your dad, and your dad's one of the, the greatest dudes ever, and he raised a fantastic daughter, I might say. If you're leading into hitting on her again, I'm not. I'm not. I, I probably Maybe don't do not. it through my dad. I will not. I will not. Definitely don't do that. I will not. This is, this is one of the few times you will see me getting like actually serious. Um, Sentimental. To, to see you with a caliber of deer like that, and your dad's there, and you guys are getting trophy pictures. It, it, I, cool I was, thing, I, I was, I was fucking pumped. I, I just, I, I know, I know your dad. He's a great dude. I know you. You're an awesome gal. And for you to be hunting this deer, killing it, and then your dad to be there celebrating, and you guys, I, I just, I was, it's as pumped up as I've been for any of my friends to kill a deer. Just because I know you guys, I know the history you guys have. I was, I, I was pumped. That's why I jumped the it's gun cool, earlier man. in this in this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry I did. No, it's because I wanted to get into it because I wanted to explain to like how excited I am when I saw this deer in person. I was, I, I was jacked. I'm following you. Here, here's the deal. I'm pumped. I think the whole story is awesome. I think the camaraderie of it afterwards, especially with you, yeah. Dad, is like incredible. But one thing, what I want, what I want to wrap this episode up with is let's talk about the taxidermy game on this deer. Ooh. Because I saw a snap you sent. We have a group called Idiots. <laughs> and <laughs> that I named. Yeah. Oh, that was you. I, I thought Eric named I, it. Well, Eric named it, but that was because I called you guys a bunch of idiots. Oh. And then he, like, in our Snapchat oh, gotcha. group, like, named okay, so idiots. I thought maybe in there, I don't know if you did on Instagram. I, I saw a snap that said, oh, yeah, I did. T- I just let the taxidermist and I want, like, pretty much balls the fuck out on this deal. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, said, she said this is going to get expensive. Yeah, but that's worth it, though. <laughs> worth so it. let's talk about what you're doing 
and then I don't. So I don't know completely what I do. I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, like the form that I'm using, but I want to do a pedestal mount. And my dad was like, "You're really dead set on this," and I was like, "Because I might not ever get a deer like this again." You gotta do it. You like, that is a deer that you spend all your money on. Because yeah. Yeah. it's going to be a long time before if you, you spend less than like a thousand. I'll be upset with you. Oh God! Yeah, no. Um, it's it's gonna okay. be more. It's um, gonna be. We're more. talking two. And games. I like haven't told Son my dad that. Gun. Not that like not that he Habitat really base has a I'll say, but. Not no, that that's when, you, that's when money, you don't but. you don't feel guilty about spending some money on that deer. No, okay. it's a once in a lifetime achievement. I'm totally worth it. Keep keep saying that so that my dad For feels real. better about Kev, how listen. much money I'm spending. Money's just money. She's gonna make more. Yep, a lot more. And that was one of the things he said too. He's like, I think he's like the difference between this year and or last year and this year. He's like, I think God was waiting for you to get a better job. <laughs> <laughs> so let's so, talk about it. So you're doing a pedestal, pedestal mount, floor I ha- pedestal, floor pedestal. Um, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Like, I didn't realize that wall pedestals were a thing. Like, I just thought they were still yeah, that's like what my big eight. I thought they were still just like shoulder mounts. Like I didn't realize that wall, they were called wall pedestals. So anyway, so I'm doing a floor pedestal. Um, I'm doing a complete right turn. I can't remember what it, like what it's actually called, but it's like the deer is going to literally be doing a right turn because I wanted to show off that longest G3. Yep. Um, and. I don't know what I'm doing, like, for the actual pedestal yet. I've got a couple ideas. I bet you're doing the same form as my eight out there, but just on a... I'd have to go look. That's a floor pedestal mount that Mark turned into a wall pedestal. Okay. Because I wanted a certain form. Yeah. Yeah. He's real tight turned. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I want to see the neck rolls because my... Oh, yeah. I bet you it's it's Ohio Taxidermy Supply. I don't I'm pretty sure. I don't remember what... No, I think it's... um, Meter? No... Um, God, I can think of what the magazine looks like. McKenzie. McKenzie. Yes. The magazine. Yes. Mm-hmm. The magazine. magazine. <laughs> you picking up at Quicks there? Or what was it Quick Trip? Quick Trip. It's Quick I think Trip. Mine's Ohio Taxidermy. I don't know for sure though. I have to ask Mark. Damn it. Anyway, I was very specific on my mount though. I imagine you are. That's too. oh, absolutely. But the pedestal, like, I want to take my time on, like, and this whole thing, like, I just want to take my time on it because I don't want to regret what I do. Like, yeah. are you making the pedestal? I've thought about it. My uncle does woodworking, and which I don't know if he'll actually listen to this, but like, I've thought about having him do it just so it kind of means more. Yeah. Um, and then my friend's husband has done a couple of his own and they look really good, like with barn wood and, oh, um, yeah. or barn board. Oh, and, Austin, you got an awesome one. Yes. Oh yeah. And like with, um, what's it called? Something steel, like, um, Gal- galvanized metal. No. Well, I mean, it probably about? is. Corrugated, 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 corrugated steel. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's so there's, galvanized. I have a couple ideas. I've, which I don't know if any of you guys know this, but, and I wouldn't say pro tip, but maybe it's just like a real female thing to do. But pro like, tip. but Pinterest. Pro tip. Pinterest has a shitload of taxidermy ideas. I have a, a WCB has a Pinterest. <laughs> do we? Yeah, you made one. Like, did uh, you really? Like five Three years, years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, gosh. you made one. It's good. Oh, yeah. Pinterest so is have, the shit. I have a personal have, one, and I haven't been on it in like three years. <laughs> so they have so many good ideas for mounts and like like turkeys, deer, anything. Like, 
they've got some really good ones. So I've been kind of going through that. I've gone just on the internet in general and looked at some stuff. But yeah, no, if anybody has ideas for me, I have a couple that I am looking at. Like I kind of want the the pedestal a little more simplistic, but I definitely want to include his shed and then the arrow that I shot him with that was signed by Michael Waddell. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So I'm like, I have to include that. That's a big part of it. I want to talk about that shed just a little bit. I know you're trying to close out, but that deer, and you found this last spring, right? Last spring. This deer grew tremendously in one year. I mean, I'm talking 30-plus inches in one year. Um, Just a, a a huge jump in one year. And, yeah, to have a pedestal, with a base and then to put this at the base of it that's what i did with one of my big ones and it's just that's going to make a really sweet i mean just to show off like like you said i mean the the jump that he did is just incredible like and i didn't even put two and two together because i found that shed on a different property and um to just see see the amount of mass and length that he put on it's just hard to even fathom at times. Like, yeah, how is that even biologically possible in one year? It's like, just a tribute to a what passing them, what what just giving them one year will do. I mean, it turns yep. them into a totally different animal. And yeah. the best yep. part is, is you have the shed from the year before that makes it that much more special. I yeah. Guess. yeah. yeah. Sure. Another like, piece of the puzzle. You, yeah, another... you, you got a storyline there. Yeah. yeah. But then the other thing... The the other thing that um, Kurt and I were talking about before you guys got here, like we were trying to, I was asking him, I was like, so how old do you think he is? Because I've been kind of asking everybody that's looked at him because I had him at four or five and my taxidermist was like, oh, he's he's got to be six. But with the jump that he did, I was like, he's got to be on the bottom end I think, of that. I think you killed him. At five, I think. I would say at five, but... Four, it could be four and a half because looking at that shed, I would say three and a half. Honestly, I'll agree with Kurt. Mm-hmm. That shed, three and a half. You probably killed him at four and a half. Man. And think, oh, you know what though? You can't think about that, but no, think about it. Doesn't, yeah, I was going to say, but it's just it a matter. testament also to the other deer that are out there. Like, and I know that there are deer. Yep, but also bigger too, and bigger than him and. I mean, I know there's more. I know there's more of him out there. But but think about this though is. I, I do think that shed that from the year before, I that's what looks like a three and a half year old to me. And you can't you don't ever know until you look at the body. Yeah. Well the body and, and I mean I would say teeth. it's likely that this rack is four and a half when you kill them. Um It looks but, like you skipped a year. Yeah, yeah. it, it does. does look it looks it like you skipped a year. Does. But not all deer are gonna make the jump then. Some deer don't make the jump. Like Austin, one nope. of your bucks didn't make the a jump lot until of, a lot of deer will, a lot of deer will plateau and just stay what they are at three all the way through. Yep. You look yeah. and you see a deer like this, you're like, Man, he's gonna be a giant, he'll just plateau. Every deer is different. Yeah. Yep. It's fun when you get one like this that stacks Situational. There we are. Inches. Back to it. Yeah. Well, and it's yep. funny because when I did recover him, my dad was like, oh, he's like, I bet I bet he's on his downhill. And that was before I even knew that I had that shed. Like, I didn't make that connection until a couple days later. Right. And so my dad was like, oh, I wonder if he's on his downhill. And and then finding that shed, it was like, clearly, clearly yeah. he's not. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's regardless, awesome. I would have... I would have shot him at any not at any age, but yeah, like whether he right. was four or five. There's not one. There's not one person yeah. in this room that would have passed that no, deer. No, I yeah. guarantee no. you that yeah. nobody would. I don't know anybody that anybody that I know that would pass that deer. I'd question their mental stability. <laughs> <laughs> for real, no, it's yeah. just so great. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for what bringing the deer driving down to the new studio. I always. 
always appreciate e- coming down here. I like hanging out with you guys, obviously. Hey, I mean, even more in the middle of nowhere than it was last time. Yeah, the road <laughs> that you, like, the road that your driveway is off of, I was seriously a little creeped out. Yeah. Drive, like, I passed it at first, then came back, and I was like, that's seriously, like, a real road? Yeah. Like, I thought, I thought I was We're in big be, book yeah. country now. It, look, I, it looks like you're knocking an arrow. Yep. Yeah. We're in big buck country It looks now. awesome out there. I can, uh, when we get our big rock that I want to get, I want to get like a four-ton rock with the logo engraved in it. Yep. People are going to know like, oh, I get why this oh. podcast studio is here, you know? No, 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 no. That's you can't do that. Then. Don't do that because then people are going to know, you know. Yeah, Brack will be out here throwing Probably. eggs in my house. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to throw two eggs for one throw? Oh, damn. Dude, he's throwing nothing but double yokers. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, uh, Bracket, listen, if you want to come on the show and and confess up, dude, we can be friends, man. Hey, this is the the only (laughs) motherfucker that got baptized twice in the same church, you know what I mean? Damn! Damn! Damn. Come on, deep there. I'm not, I'm, I don't feel nearly as bad about my comment earlier. No, I don't yes. care. I don't care. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna fight me? I'll hey, listen. It? I will add. Like I was, he was my role model, man. Dude. I was, I was like a huge fan. I might have a. Kurt That's why I, I'm so butthurt, man. I might have a picture. Of the I wanted to shoot bullfrogs with Chris Brackett. You know what I mean? He ruined that for me. He did. He took that away from my childhood. Imagine. So, Allison, your hero is me, right? And <gasps> no, I'm a drunk, Mike, pathetic. Here's piece what we're doing. I was Michael thinking, Waddell. Allison, for want, coming down. I want Mike Waddell to like hear about this. Isn't it wild how tall you he want is his in number? person? I want, I want a Michael Waddell signed arrow. That's all I know. That's, no kidding. Like, that was... Allison, did I not say you, you were going to kill that? You guys were there when I met him for the first time. Yep. And then you were there at Deer Fest. Then that was where he signed that arrow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're on video on our Carbon TV podcast lurking yeah, in the background. Are. Oh, are. 100%. And then so I, is Kevin. And then I realized that I'm lurking in the background and I, like, moved to the opposite <laughs> side of the camera because I didn't like it. On the Ross cam. It's pretty funny. I didn't like it. I was... And even in no. the Drury one too, the Drury was, one, like I thought it was going to be like close-ups of everybody. No, like no. you can see all of us in the background. I'm like, eh, I had a little wide angle in there. It's funny. But anyway, yeah. Well, thank you for bringing this monster down, and thank you for making the drive. Thank you. For coming to the new place. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Awesome. Hey, uh, Allison. Awesome, dear. I'm, I'll find a nice rack, Allison. Oh, Jesus. Jeez. I had to. Let's close it up there. That was pretty that's, good. I, no, it wasn't. Stop it. Good. I actually enjoyed that one a lot because uh. that's the only time that it applied. Uh. Like, Thank you. Like, Thank you. I'm not going to give you a fist bump. But okay, you I've been waiting all episode to say that shit. I could have said that shit minute one. <laughs> so, so give me give me nugs. Go hold yourself, yourself, Steve. Okay. You suck, Steve. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm not, never again. We're done. All right, we're going to do a round of positivity after Steve's... Um, Awkwardly positive Nasty and ass. negative comment at the same time. <laughs> Your dad hates William. Start us off with some positivity, or uh, end us off with some positivity. Positivity, huh? Well, going back to the episode, you know, like you, I know you're a little bit down in the dumps after last year, but you kept hunting, you kept hitting it hard, and you know, when it comes together like this, you got to be damn proud of yourself. So, stay proud, stay proud, and positive about that. And now you kind of got a kickstart for next year, and. Keep rolling with it, you know. Bro, sure. watch are you talking to my future ex-wife there? <laughs> yeah. this, uh, you're getting a little Ross, comfortable saying yeah. words to Ross, <laughs> positivity from Ross. Okay. 
uh, let's see. Positivity. Ross's positivity. Positivity is that he's not at White Castle with Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> number, one, <laughs> number one, we're not ordering hamburgers with no cheese for fuck's sake. <laughs> Bro, it's fucking White Castle. You don't uh, have cheese on cheese. So it's, a, so it's a good day so far. Um, Who doesn't eat a hamburger without cheese? White Castle. <laughs> Shut them. Positivity, Steve guys. Bernie Sanders we're, loving ass. We're early in November. I mean, it's we're we're peak rut basically. Man, um, but I tell you what, it's uh, positivity. We got a long season yet ahead, and I got my hopes up, and I'm about ready to start honing in on some deer after they get out of this damn rut. You're the only guy that kills giants in the late season that I know. I don't don't like Rub, Mr. Chandler. Lord Chandler. (laughs) Lord Chandler. (laughs) The uncrowned king. I was uh, was just going to feed off what Ross said. It's November 9th. We're we're in the heart of it right now. I mean, we wait 365 days for this two-week period that we're in right now. So if you're not sitting in a stand, shame on you. By the way, shut Steve, the hell up because you already have Steve, a giant down. Give me round of positivity right, no, no, and shut, no, sorry, sorry. But shut your mouth. Shut, yeah, your mouth. <laughs> shut, shut your mouth. The positivity is, uh, I, I ain't going to say shit. I don't know what's going on. Guys. Cool. My round of positivity <laughs> is that we're all here sharing hunting camp together. And it is the prime time of season uh, for the most working class. This is the time to be out. This is the time to take your vacation if you don't take it any other time of the year. Um, get out there. Kill one. Congratulations, Allison. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. That's a stud. Wait a minute. Um, I fuck do yourself, have... Steve. Oh, you God know what it. to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.